On today's show, we celebrate the fifth anniversary of Steve Martin's Howard Stern Show debut. And the joke was this. It has been proven that more people watch television than any other appliance. (laughs) Thanks for the laugh, Steve. Do you fall in love with your co-stars? I'm very cautious about that. Was there any inkling that something like that could go on? Between me and Daryl Hannah? Uh None. (laughs) (laughs) No no vibe, huh? (laughs) Nothing with Marty Short when you're in Three Amigos. Thirty years we're playing this song. I still don't know the lyrics. <laughs> and I, it's me singing some of it, and I don't know the lyrics. It's pretty cool. You don't remember um, your lyrics? I was, no, not at all. I, <laughs> I was talking to Rob Zombie on the 50th anniversary of the release of this song. We're going to get back in the studio and remaster it. People are clamoring for that. When is the 50th anniversary? I don't know. I'm just saying that because I was reading Bob Lefsetz's column, and he was talking about... I didn't even realize they had done this. It was the 50th anniversary of the album Deja Vu by Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, oh. which I'm a big fan of. That's the Great. album. I, I feel it was their best album. They yeah. were at their full powers. Their voices were incredible. Neil Young had joined the band. It was just the best album ever. Even the co- cover was cool. The cover art. Yeah. Everything I about it was perfect. See it. it was just beautiful. And there was no, uh, there wasn't a clunker song on the entire album. And uh, so for the 50th anniversary, they reissued it with, they did one of those deals where they remastered the songs, which means they sound better, I guess. I, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't heard the whole thing yet. I started listening to it last night, but I got all emotional listening to, um, they have, they have this section of the new album where they have demos. I love this stuff. They, they, the, the, when these guys come up with the song, they run right somewhere with a tape recorder or somewhere or a studio and they record a demo ostensibly to play for the rest of the band so they can work with it. And the demo that uh, Graham Nash did for Right Between the Eyes was so good. I'll play it in a second. Not yet. But, um, and then, you know, you know what a fan I am of Stephen Stills. Stephen Stills yeah. working out some of the songs. And then there was a David Crosby, his demo for Almost Cut My Hair. Mm. And I was just listening to those real quick. I'm going to spend some time with that album over the weekend and listen to it fully, all the tracks. But, um, man, was it good. I love when they released those demos where these guys, like, try to put the song together. And then on the album, they even had some, um, I haven't heard all of it yet, but they have some alternate takes, which was weird. Like, the song does sound different and i guess they heard it and then somehow said let's record it again and do it a different way i, I don't know i just think it's very cool i i think it's a, a really important album this deja vu re- new release 50 anniversary box set and uh, according to fla fla flowy or one of the guys this morning who i was talking to about it they said the box set was supposed to come out a year ago but because of the pandemic they didn't release it i don't know why the pandemic would affect the release of a box set but i guess maybe people they were needed gonna... things to listen to yeah i, I would think, in fact, good I would think... For it. <clears throat> yeah but anyway i was listening to this last night and it just 
fucking floored me because I have this thing. My mother once told me, my, I loved my grandpa, Grandpa Sal. And uh, my mother said, your grandfather always said, I always look a man right between the eyes. That was his saying, you know, he, you know, listen, for some reason he always said, when I look at a man, I look him right between the eyes. And um, so when I saw that, you know, years ago when I was in high school, when I saw that Graham Nash had written a song right between the eyes. Um, and by the way, was right between the eyes on Deja Vu? I don't even think it was now that I'm thinking about it. Maybe it was. I don't. I know. I, I, I used know. to listen to the live version on Four Way Street. I don't know. It's all my memory shot on all this stuff. I but, mean, there's uh, so much stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I started listening to him in his demo, and it's so sweet and beautiful. And then I just started thinking about my grandfather and the last time I saw him. And I'm so glad I did this. It was so not typical of me because I'm so afraid of the world and I don't take risks. And you know. I mean, in my professional life, I took a lot of risks, but I, I didn't take a lot of risks when it comes to like you don't take vacations. physical risks. <laughs> yeah, I don't take physical risks. I'm like, I like I hide. And so I was in college and a friend of mine from high school invited me to come visit him in Hollywood, Florida. <laughs> Hollywood, Florida. They had a condo there. He was he was kind of wealthy, this kid. And uh, I went and I remember for some reason it just wasn't comfortable at his place. I was very uncomfortable and. I realized now I was ill. I actually had a fever and uh, it felt weird not to go home and visit my parents. I, like here I was on Christmas break from college and I was going down to Florida. And then like his mom didn't seem to want me there. And I oh. felt very, yeah, and I went, oh, I'm just going to go home. I'm going to go home early, but I want to go see my grandfather. And I didn't know how to get to Miami. And I asked some people and there was a bu several buses you could take to Miami. <laughs> Now, this is not like me all by myself. You know, like I need a, a cadre of people to take me places. And back then you didn't have a cadre. No cadre, no one. And I even <laughs> said to my friend, this guy, John, I go, I I'm going to go to Miami. Do you, do you know how to get there? And he's like, no, 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 no. And he wasn't spending a lot of time with me. He had friends and I wasn't being invited to do stuff with him. So I was like, why were you there? I don't know. I think I was invited. And then when I got there, they realized who wants this guy here? There's no reason for him. <laughs> I just remember feeling horrible and I was sick. I had a fever and I get on a bus and I went to, I, I went to Miami. Uh -huh. My, my wow. grandpa lived. That my is grandpa, a big deal for you. Yes. And my grandpa lived on, uh, on Collins Avenue. Yes. You know, back in the day he had like a little garden apartment. It was a real shithole. And he, uh, I just remember taking this walk with him. It would be the last time I'd see him. And he saw I was sad and upset because my general demeanor was sad and upset. But no one had ever paid attention to my general demeanor. My parents never said, you look sad and upset. What's wrong? But my grandfather turned to me and he goes, uh, Howartel. He used to call me Howartel, which is little Howard in Italian, of course. And uh, <laughs> he'd say, Howartel, what's wrong? You seem so sad. And I was like, yeah, I don't know, Grandpa. I'm feeling a little down. And he said, um, you know, uh, he got right in there with me. He goes, I'm sad, too. I go, why are you sad? He goes, all of where I live, he goes, all these old people. <laughs> and he was like 100 years old. He goes, so many old people. 
I go, really? He goes, yeah. Who, you think I just want to see old people? I like to see young people. Yeah, he'd like a little mixture. A mixture. <laughs> little, a, a little something. Because it's just everyone Variety. is on. Some old you know, people, some young people, some kids. The, yeah. And then we walked down to the beach and we sat there and we played cards. My grandfather loved to play cards. And if you beat him at cards, he respected you. We played Jim Rummy and I won a few games. And he had a couple of friends come by. And he's like, this is my grandson. He was proud of me, you know, for some yeah. reason. No one had ever been proud of me. Or wanted to show me off to their friends. My parents were like, <laughs> "Your parents, my parents, did you." <laughs> well, they did. My pa- my parents even said, "We don't even want to carry pictures of you in our wallets." All these people carry pictures of their children. My father was like, "They show me the pictures of their children. Like I care. Who gives a shit?" <laughs> I'm he not didn't gonna, care about I his own children. Why I'm sitting there listening. Somebody else's. <laughs> yeah, he'd be like. I don't sit there and show them pictures of my children. They don't want to see that. That's right. We don't carry any pictures. <laughs> Congratulations so, to you. You know, I was like, wow, my grandfather wants to meet, a, meet his friends. And he says, here's my grandson. So I, it was rather sweet. And so when I heard the song right between the eyes, I started thinking about that moment in my life, my grandfather. And uh, it just floored me. And it's so beautiful. This is the demo. And I just think it's great. Graham Nash putting it together here. My head is hanging heavy with the thoughts of him in mind. To sacrilege for us to take advantage of the blind. So tell before you come to me from out of yonder skies. A man's a man who looks a man right between the eyes. It's a sweet song, sweet boys. Great guitar. And the pain that we could bring to him, I don't think he could beat. Please don't ask me how I know. I've just been up that street. Where's Fred? I want to go hold me. Oh, the mic's not on in the room. I can hear you. I, yeah, oh, you did? I think oh, other people I, heard you, too. I meant, I meant you, Robin. I want you to hold me. <laughs> not Fred. <laughs> anyway, I got all wimpy and sad last night. about that last walk with my grandfather and then you know he died i never I, you know i didn't see him since how then. long I, after that did he die a couple of months maybe he was fine he was in fine health and then all of a sudden you know when you get old all of a sudden you just die yeah that overtakes you yeah yeah just something clobbered yeah something clobbered you <laughs> he was a cool guy Sounds like a nice guy. This was the nice granddad, not the one who no. commanded your mother. He was a bad guy, according to my mother. He's the one who... That was, he was a bad guy. Yeah, but not to me. I didn't care. And I, I kind of liked that he was a little bit of a badass back in the day. That You know, he used to get in knife fights with people and, <laughs> and yell and scream. You know what I mean? That's why he was looking people right between the eyes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he was, he was stabbing them. <laughs> well, my mother would even tell me, she goes... I I don't know. I never knew how my mother died. My mom was nine. She didn't know. They didn't even they didn't even tell her she died. They never told. Yeah. Her. They were just like, you got to leave. Grandpa can't take care of you, and we're gonna put you in an orphanage. And 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 she was like, I never knew how my mother died, but 
I think my father might have killed her. I go, what? <laughs> yeah. He, he, grandpa he, Saul? <laughs> I, my, my sweet grandpa? He might have. He's like the original OJ, you know. <laughs> what do you mean he might have? You know, she'd say, well, she was supposedly pregnant. Maybe she was from, she was back in those days. Poor people. They never didn't. Autopsy. My mother doesn't say autopsy. She goes, right. autopsy. <laughs> I go, really? And then, like, for a while, I wanted to be my mother's savior, so I was contacting people trying to track down my my grandma's uh, death certificate, which I did track down, and it was just, it just said, like, heart failure. There, there it was, was very nothing vague. sinister yeah. or... No, there was nothing on it, but according to my mother, my mother didn't know. She's looking at it from a nine-year-old's point of view. She right. was like... She just disappeared. Knew- because they used to fight terribly, and it was physical, and I think he killed her. I go, oh, so he was the physical, like a wife beater, too? I don't know. Not that I know. I mean, I never knew him to be like that. I think my mother had built up in her nine-year-old mind that her father somehow took away her mother. You know what I mean? I don't. Yeah. You know? But who knows? But the, but she would tell me how horrible he was, and I go, well, but then why are you exposing me to this guy? As you go, I, he seems nothing but nice. She goes, I always wanted you to have a relationship with your grandfather, so I never badmouthed him. I go, what? You just told me he killed his yeah. wife. <laughs> what are you talking about? I, it, the whole thing was so confusing. <laughs> I didn't say he killed his wife. I had a feeling maybe he can. I'm like, oh, God. Wow. Ugh. Yeah, on the birth certificate, I mean, on the death certificate, it said cause of death. Don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) None of your business. (laughs) Who cares? Yeah, and I thought my mother would be moved like that. I that I found my grandma's death certificate because I really jumped through some fucking hoops to get it. You know what I mean? Uh Pulled strings all that, you know, because it was hard to find. I mean, who the hell? This woman was an immigrant, didn't speak English. And um I showed it to my mother and I go, Mom, this is your mother's death certificate. She looked at you and said, Oh, that's nice. You know, like, like, they didn't even like, like I, I'm like, Why do I bother? Why am I always such a people pleaser trying to make my mom happy and it never works? I said, Oh, okay. Like this year, I had a whole dilemma. You know, last year, I, my parents never celebrated their wedding anniversary. The only thing they used to do was they would go to Nathan's. You know, that was and the wedding was a, anniversary? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That was the wedding anniversary. They would go. And I'd hear the same story. We went to Nathan's for our wedding anniversary. And, and they went go, to the one all the way in Coney Island. And they didn't no, live No, they went it. to the one in Oceanside, oh, Long Oceanside. Island that doesn't even uh, exist now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's gone. So, um, you know, they would go and it would be the same story. They'd have to give me the blow by blow. We went to Nathan's. They have the best fries. I had... Three hot dogs. Your father ate three hot dogs. He's <laughs> he got to some appetite. He said. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like his interpreter. <laughs> like he'd say it, and she was like his uh, hype man. You know what I mean? Like you know, right? Oh yeah, yes. Oh yeah, three hot dogs. He had the three hot dogs. He had some appetite. Very big deal with my mother that my father had an appetite. You know. Hardy, yes, that was yeah, how yeah. you uh, assessed a man's yeah. hardiness. Because I I visit him now, and my mother goes, 
He's very thin. <laughs> go, he's, he's, he looks fine. He's very thin, but he eats a good lunch. He had bagels and lox, and he has fruit and cookies for dessert. I go, really? Where's he putting it? <laughs> but he doesn't eat his dinner. I go, what do you mean he doesn't eat his dinner? He eats, but he doesn't eat this. I I, I, I say, who cares? <laughs> I mean, it's a blow by blow. I mean, no one ever asked me what I ate in that house. Every minute I'm hearing what they eat. No one cared what the fuck I ate. <laughs> but that's their whole conversation. They're, they're oh. Meals, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. With the other, we went to naked. That's <laughs> right. And then I know what's coming next. The, the, the chanting of the menu. You go online, your father got the three hot dogs with sauerkraut and mustard. Does he eat all three hot dogs with the bun? Of course! <laughs> <laughs> well, Why like, is that like, a bad question? I don't know. I, every question I ask is a bad question. <laughs> of course! <laughs> of course he does. He eats... Three hot dogs with the bun. And then he has French fries. I had French fries. I had French fries, too. But I don't eat hot dogs. What did she just eat the fries? No, no. She waits. She waits. And I go, oh, what did you eat? Oh, I had the chicken fingers with French (laughs) fries. But she stood there. She stares at the menu. It's the same menu every year. I know exactly what I'm going to get. Three hot dogs, sauerkraut, and french fries. (laughs) And he has coffee. And coffee! So last year, I decided to uh, surprise them and really go out of my way. And get Nathan's for them and get it, you know, get it to their home. For their anniversary. Yeah, because of the, you know, the COVID was going on. I knew they couldn't go out. And I, I jumped through a lot of hoops, got it there hot. You know what I mean? And and then I was like sitting there like the little child that I am waiting for my praise from my mother, waiting for that phone call. Because I'm still trying to somehow please those two. I don't know yeah, why. What do you think would happen if you actually got them to say, wow, Howard, that was so amazing? Never what would happen. happen? Uh, first of all, that's what I'm waiting for, but I never get it. <laughs> but I mean, like last year, my mother was like, you know, oh, thank you. We enjoyed, you know, and it just, it, the praise is never enough for me. I'm sure, you know, right. in her mind, she prayed, but I'm looking for something that is intangible. In other words, it doesn't exist. What I'm looking, the praise I'm looking for doesn't exist. The relationship I'm looking for doesn't exist. So this year I said, fuck it. I'm not sending Nathan's. What do, you know, it's, it, it's a no win situation. They'll, they'll find something wrong. You'll find something wrong with it. I'm not sending over Nathan's. I know, you know, and I don't even know that they they want they want me to send over Nathan's. I don't get well, the I know true the reaction last time was was wasn't it too much? Like you, you no, it, done no, it? they were no, they were good about it. You know, I sent over 
Not, and not only that, I sent them over. I didn't know what kind of shake they would like. I sent them right. each a chocolate and a vanilla shake. So they had uh -huh. two shakes to choose from. And they did like it. Your father had the whole shake. He ain't the whole thing. <laughs> you know, and I was like, oh, okay, good. You know, I, I was. it was nice. I mean, they oh, enjoyed it. All right. But I didn't get the fucking react. You know, Robin, when you're a what starved child. What are you child, looking for? Oh, you don't know. That's what's called the black hole that lives inside of me. That hole can't be. There, there's no shape that you could give me what I'm looking for to fill the hole that lives somewhere deep down disgustingly inside my body. So this year I was like, I said to Beth, I am not getting, uh, you know, I make a big announcement. I'm not getting yeah. anything. Blah, blah, blah. Well, wouldn't you know it? I got a call from the vice president of Nathan's. Really? He now remembers their anniversary. He 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 called my office. Laura, my my uh my assistant, she she uh, got the call or the email or something. And uh, the guy's name is here, I'll give him a plug. A very sweet guy. I mean, Phil McCann. Phil McCann. He's either the vice Phil president. Phil McCann. Is that really a real name? Feel feel my can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. Shouldn't the vice president be Ted Nathans or like, what should your last name <laughs> yeah, be Nathan? Nathan? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, he, I think he's the vice president of marketing or, you know, I don't know. I don't know. But Phil McCann, <laughs> wait a second. Was this all a goof? <laughs> Is this a goof, Howard? <laughs> you know what? McCann. I didn't put it together. <laughs> Phil McCann. <laughs> Come here, Robin. I want to fill your can. <laughs> Well, you know, the president of Nathan's is Phil McCrotch. You think that's a <laughs> fake name? Did, did, did Richard and Sal do this? I knew it was Richard and Sal. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Hey, do you, do you know, uh, last year I got a call from uh, Slurp Moiner. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, this guy, Phil McCann. Uh, <laughs> he couldn't have gotten through high school. There's just no way. <laughs> he, he got in touch and said, I, I remember that it's your parents' anniversary. He knew it was my parents' anniversary. Would you stop laughing so hard you cry? <laughs> You're going to ruin your smoky eye makeup. Uh, no, Saw this guy. So he calls and he, now I'm sitting there and I go, I said to Beth, I am not getting started with Phil McCann and Nathan. I'm not doing it. No, it's Phil McCann, senior director of marketing. I'm not making that name. Is that real, real Nathan, Nathan Stationery? Uh, it's unofficial Nathan Stationery. <laughs> so, so, uh, Phil McCann writes, he goes, hey, it's your parents' anniversary. We at Nathan's would love to keep the tradition going, you know, and let's get them, you know. And, and I, and I, and I said, oh, fuck. I, you know what? It's, it's a thankless thing. And I'm not going to let Nathan's give me a freebie. You know, I don't do that. I'm, I'm very, very sort of careful about that. I always get, you know, so I, I, I said to Beth, I'm not getting started with Nathan. She goes, your parents love Nathan so much. You know, she's so nice and sweet. And it's like, I go, what are you doing with me? <laughs> what, 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 why would you, why would someone as updated How could you, you marry me? <laughs> yeah, don't you see the heavy, thick blanket that I am? Because I do, but I love you. I don't even know why I love you. I go, that's right. 
Uh, she didn't say she didn't know why she loved me. She gave me a list of reasons why, but she did say I'm, I am heavy. So I go back to my, my computer and I'm like, oh, fuck, I guess I'm going to do the Nathan's thing. So I did it. Their anniversary was Monday. Oh. Yeah. And I even said to my mother, what, what, how long have you guys been married? She's like, I don't know. You know, my father, before, <laughs> before he kind of got out of it, he used to be the tracker of like, he would go, we're married 27 years. Now it's like, you know, he's like, he ain't no shit that's going on. <laughs> so my mother now is the keeper of the gate. And like, I go, mom, how long have you been married? I don't know. You know, she gets upset. She goes, maybe 73 years. I don't know. Wow. I go, 73 years. And then I go, I go, great. I said, I bet it's going to be a romantic night, huh? You're really going to get it today. He goes, oh, yeah. We're going to get it today. All right. You know. I think my father made love to the wall last night. thinking. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know what it was. But it was go good. over it was there. Good. Go over there and make love. <laughs> you know? So I, so I, you know, my mom, I said, it's going to go wrong. But the Nathan's people were really nice to do it. And I said, please, you know, uh, thank you for doing this. Uh, uh, and so they guilted me. You know, how could I not do it? And then, right. and I did, I did get the call from my mother. It was sweet, you know. Thank you. I said, but there's got to be something. Something will have gone wrong. I got my father three hot dogs with sauerkraut. I got two French fries. I got the chicken strips, and I got them each two shakes. You know. Yeah. Um. So, talking to my mother. We loved it. It was delicious. Thank you very much. It was very, very sweet of you. I'm like, wow. All right. I don't hear any complaining. Nothing good. wrong. Yeah. And, I, and I'm like, okay, mom. Great. You know, happy anniversary. Hope you and dad have a romantic night. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, everything's cool. I'm about to hang up. And she goes, listen to this. I go, what? They sent me. She goes, she goes what Nathan's did you go to? Uh, now I knew the one in Oceans. I, I didn't know. So I'm telling her now about how Phil McCann from Nathan's had contacted me. I go, mom, I don't know what Nathan's. What do you mean? You don't know what Nathan's. I go, I don't know because Nathan's, uh, corporate contacted me. They arranged for it. So I don't know where. Oh, I wonder if there's a Nathan's. And I was like, okay, we're about to get a few. But listen to this. When they sent that food, they meaning me, uh -huh. there was a big, like, statue of the Coney, the original Nathan's at Coney Island, a big replica of uh, Nathan's. I go, yeah. What am I gonna do with that? Oh my god! I go, I go. Well, wait a second. They sent you over an original. I'm thinking, well, how nice, you know. You know I, I say to myself, what, why would you? My parents obsess. Like, if you don't like it, just throw it in the fucking garbage, you know. Right. But my mother can't. You just she thinks appreciate maybe, what you appreciate. No, she doesn't know. It, it blows her mind. This is something that she would not keep in her home, and and, and now. And now she feels I... obligated, like it's a problem. Right, right. She goes, I didn't know what to do with it. 
I go, <laughs> well, I go throw it out. I'm not going to throw it out. It was a big thing of a, a Nathan's replica. So I... And then she sheepishly tells me, I gave it to my friend. I go, good. How nice. She wanted it? Yeah. She wanted a, 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 a statue with Nathan's. Ah! What? Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, I'm beginning to understand how you got this way. <laughs> oh, I'm a fucking mess. Whew. Anyway, I'd like to thank the people. I'd like to thank Phil McCann, also uh, <laughs> Jack Hoff, huge Jack asshole, Hoff and, huge and Dixie Wreck. Oh, boy. Who also what a, what a company. Yeah. <laughs> they run. You know Jack Hoff. <laughs> Mr. Hoff. <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> so thank you to them and um yes nathan's did a really wonderful thing but don't send her me. tchotchkes no she does not like it what am i gonna do with tchotchkes <laughs> <laughs> my parents don't save anything you know i know yeah they throw we throw everything right out <laughs> Me a father likes an orderly house. I remember one time she she kept losing her keys, <laughs> and I he he didn't like that I kept losing my keys, so he put a hook in the kitchen, and I told him, "Don't you put up a hook in my kitchen?" <laughs> Meanwhile, you used it and you liked it. I did like it, but I was angry with him. Oh, his hate of hang a hook in my kitchen. Uh, you like it? I don't use it. And I don't <laughs> lose my keys anymore. Okay, listen, I'm I'm making an appointment at a mental institution. You two <laughs> I'm going to tell them fucking... to lock me up and medicate yeah. me heavily. Nathan's was founded by Nathan Handwerker. So Nathan's that they do Nathan with his first name was Nathan, you see. So there is no ah. like. So Phil McCann is consistent with the executive names. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best. Phil McCann. Yeah. Phil McCann. <laughs> you know, I didn't even pick up on that. I'm sitting here going, what are you saying? Phil McCann? Jesus. Yes, Jennifer. Hi. Hi. Um, I just, hi. I just wanted to give you um, so much thanks for all of the public service announcements you do about bowels and movement. I'm a pelvic floor specialist, um, physical therapist, and we tell our patients all of the exact stuff. Use a squatty potty, fiber, metamucil. So I just wanted to thank you so much hmm. for the nice. public yeah. That's right. You know what? Well, could my... Howard get her certificate? Could he be a pelvic floor expert now? Yeah. Could you <laughs> please uh, talk to the Pelvic Floor uh, Association and see if they would honor me as a hero <laughs> to the shitting, degree. a hero to the shitting community <laughs> and all of my hard work educating the public about duty? People don't I got to tell you, thank movement. you, Jennifer. Yeah, a movement. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Rob. <laughs> yeah, we want to start a shitting movement. <laughs> Yeah. 
No, I'm really proud of the fact that I've achieved what I consider to be a perfect movement. It's really, this late in my life is amazing. I am so blown out by every movement of mine now is perfect. I'm finally eating the right way. And I know it through my movements. Um, they float. <laughs> Bottom line, that's it. <clears throat> I wish I could show you. That's how no, proud I am. No, thank you. No, thank you. <clears throat> and they don't smell. I don't smell when I go to the bathroom. There's no yes, smell. There's I no odor. Yes, I bet you don't. I swear to you, there is no odor whatsoever. Okay. I've become very efficient. How do you and stop that, the smell? I, by eating perfectly. I don't, uh, I don't cheat. Do you think you're the only animal that ever ate perfectly? Yes, I do. Because animals in the in the kingdom, they can't get the, everything they want. So every once in a while, like even a lizard once in a while has to eat like dogs. Yeah, but your cats get a special diet that's designed right. specifically for them. It's supposed to be everything they need and mm. only everything they need. And it stinks. Yeah, well, I'm just telling you. You can go in and smell the bathroom after I'm, I'm done. I'm not going to uh, you are. test your theory. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to kidnap you and I'm going to force you. To smell the bathroom after I'm done. I am not uh, going to do that. You know what it is? A lot of people who knew me before I was famous never would have banked on me eventually having the perfect bowel movement. I looked like <laughs> a guy who was going nowhere in life. <laughs> who was and, never going to achieve that. Exactly. And uh, <laughs> no one, like, no one in school voted me most likely to have the perfect bowel movement one day. With a lot of people, they... But I have. I've achieved it, and I'm I'm damn proud of it. I haven't achieved a well, perfect bowel movement to this late age. Yeah, the gonna, floor gonna, community. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm available to speak at their next conference if they want the <laughs> pelvic for the to the pelvic community. By the way, the 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 this is just so wild. Um, I'll do a bit of an obituary for Charles Grodin and get, try to give the audience the complicated relationship that I had with Charles Grodin. Yeah. I'll try to give you the history of this thing. <clears throat> for those of you who don't know, Charles Grodin was an actor. He uh, died from bone marrow cancer. He was 86 years old. He was known for one of the greatest films that I believe, one of the greatest comedies that was ever made, was the original Heartbreak Kid. And... Um, he was the star of it. I haven't seen it. that in a long time. Me neither. In fact, in my memory, the woman who played opposite him was Elaine May, but it wasn't. Elaine May directed the movie. It was her daughter who played opposite. Do you remember the scene where Charles Grodin, it's really about a guy who realizes he married a woman that he can't stand. And the moment of realization is he's on the road on his honeymoon. They're driving. And Charles Grodin, this is how good an actor he was, Charles Grodin was... Um, sitting there and his wife's eating like lobster and she talks while she eats and then she's eating like egg salad or something and it's dripping down her chin and she's talking <laughs> she doesn't even wipe herself with a napkin and he hit the look on his face because you it said it all you knew he just was like uh, you know that moment when it went from like you marry a woman with an accent and then you go that accent used to be cute why do i find it so annoying you could see the look on his face. It was that moment it he had like it with her. The rest of my life, right? It was <laughs> it was a brilliant performance. It put Charles Grodin on the map. Yes. Uh, for you millennials out there, he was the dad in Beethoven. You'll remember that movie. But the guy was a masterful actor. Um, I don't know if he ever won the Academy Award, but he was that good. I don't think so. No. But. Um, 
he also was in a movie called Midnight Run, which was great. That was the one with Robert De Niro. Yes, I love that, that movie. And it's great. It was so great. So the guy was a was really fantastic. But um, the funny thing is, he hated my guts. He was obsessed with me. This guy, Charles Grodin. What happened was, he got he he somehow felt he was funny. And he used to go on talk shows like Johnny Carson and David Letterman. And he was a good guest, you know. He he was an interesting guest. And, you know, some people are really good guests, but they're not great hosts. So somebody decided to give him a, 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 a his own television show on. I, I don't even remember what it was on. I don't remember what channel. It was on cable. You know, who cared? You know. But he got a, a, like, it was like CNBC or something like that or CNN uh-huh. or not even CNN. It was like some no. lame fucking show where he would sit there and talk. And it was just bad. It was just bad television. He was so, great when there was somebody interacting with him. Yeah, exactly. And, and and quite frankly, if he had a talk show, I would have, if I, if he would have asked me, I would have said, you know, you need a sidekick, somebody to talk to or, or, a co-host or where you have a give and take or you're not a, or you're not you a might man. not be the main guy. You might be right. somebody else's guy. Yes. You know, realize your own strengths. But, you know, that only in the movies did he know his strengths and because somebody was directing him. But but the guy, you know. And then at one point when Andy Rooney died or went away, I don't know if he died or went away, but. Uh, they tried Charles Grodin for a while to take over the little one minute a- segment at the end of 60 Minutes. And he was really bad at that, too. Yeah. He was, you know, Andy Rooney, that was his thing. He was so good at being the curmudgeon. And I think that Charles Grodin wanted to be a curmudgeon. And he just wasn't, he, he just didn't have that gravitas. So I think that was the only niche left to him at some point in his life. Yeah. He just like, everybody expects me to be a sourpuss. That's what I need to be. Yeah, it became his persona, but I, he didn't want to act anymore. For some reason, it stressed him out. Huh. So on his talk show, he was really hyper-focused on me. I mean, he would spend a lot of time talking about what a scumbag I was <laughs> and how bad I was for society. And um, Gary was telling me Chauncey Hayden had interviewed him during that period of time. And it's just long article, mostly about me. How bad I was, how the FCC should find find me more money that uh, I was. I, he, he says, I don't want to compare him to Hitler. But then he compared me to Hitler. <laughs> uh, he Gary, what were some of the things he said in the article Chauncey did? Oh, my God. I have so many. I don't even know where to start. Um, let me see the ones I highlighted. Um, it's become a meaner country, which is not good for anyone, as far as I'm concerned. In some cases, the kind of toxic talk Howard does can lead to the blowing up of the Oklahoma Federal Building. <laughs> I was like, whoa, this guy hated me so much. I no, mean, he and, said, and, he, he, I'm sorry, he said that um, I think we sent Grillo out to interview him. And he says, I think it's against the law what they're doing. I think it's called <laughs> disorderly conduct. You can't <laughs> walk up to somebody and start verbally assaulting him. It's against the law. So anyway, without going through every horrible thing he ever said, well, I can play a couple of tapes of him actually talking about me on his uh, yeah, show. Yeah, I'd like to reminisce, go <laughs> yeah. take that walk down memory lane. And I got to tell you, I took such glee in it that someone who is as talented 
as Charles Grodin. I mean, <laughs> just one of the best actors I've ever seen. I took such glee in the fact that this guy hated me so much. I thought it was like the funniest fucking thing I'd ever seen. Like, like it, it, it was like music to my ears, and it was it was so much fun to to play his tapes of ranting against me, and I'd yeah. love to like throw it back on him and. And meanwhile, there was nothing really bad to say about Charles Grodin. He was fucking great. He even said in the article with Chauncey, he was like, and you know who else hates Howard? Jack Parr. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he was an old guy at that point. And his, you know, like his attack on me was like, Jack Parr thinks Howard is bad. <laughs> it's like, what? you know, it's like the guy who played Tarzan thinks Howard's bad. <laughs> What? How like, irrelevant like, was that? <laughs> Jack Parr. What was it? Was Jack Parr. Gary, what did he say? That Jack Parr hated me? Gary's got the article. I don't have Yeah, it. yeah. Hold on a second. Yeah. He said, um, I'm, uh, I don't really understand him. Jack Parr recently referred to him as a geek in the circus. That's the guy who bites a live chicken's head off. <laughs> the difference is this geek has a large following. And you know who else isn't a fan? He went on. He said, Al Jolson hates Howard. Al Jolson. That's right. Al Jolson. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Dave Garroway thinks Howard is a real nincompoop. (laughs) So he was like, he was an old man at that point. I was a young upstart. And, you know, when old people get, you know, when old people are afraid right. of Elvis and old people are afraid of, you know, so it was just like, well, you know. you'd have that group, you know, there was Burt Reynolds and yeah, James yeah, he Garner. Hated me. They were all in the same group. That James involved. Garner hated me. And I was like so honored. James Garner, the guy from <laughs> Maverick, hates me. You know, I was just like. I grew up watching him. He hates me. Yeah, I'm a guy who was ignored his whole life. Suddenly, James Garner and, and Charles Grodin, who's been in some of the greatest movies ever made, hates me. It's like, thank God someone's paying attention to me. At least that's attention. <laughs> oh. I spoke with Lawrence Welk, and he thinks Howard is a vile human being. So we, when he would reference these old people and like. I was like, oh, my God, this is so I, I don't know. I just thought it was funny. But here he is. He, this is where he's talking about how I should be fined more by the FCC. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't enough. One point seven million dollars wasn't enough. He was fined one point seven by uh, the FCC, Infinity Broadcasting. And you wonder, what was he fined for that he's not doing right now? And should there be more fines? Because it, to me, it feels like just a lot of garbage. It's spewing to the young people. And people think it's cute. It's fine. He's filling a void. He's a satirical voice. I, I don't see it. And I always try to watch his talk show because I guess uh-huh. in some weird way I was honored that he hated me so much. And I love Charles Grodin so much. But the talk show was so horrible. That, like, like there it sounds interesting, but everything else was such a bore fest. When he attacked me, it was kind of fun. For At least you. It was, Maybe yeah. the other people who were listening were like, ugh. Maybe. <laughs> like, they were probably like, yeah, we don't care that much about Howard Stern. <laughs> I mean, there were like almost whole shows devoted to knocking me. And yeah. oh, And what really drove this guy nuts, the thing that really made him crazy... When the movie, when our movie Private Parts came out, you know, it was reviewed. If I defy you to find one bad review of Private Parts from that era. Like, people were really charmed by that movie. And if you've never seen it, I hope you do see it, because I think it's a really good movie. And it was it, a good movie, and I knew. It up, yeah. 
Yeah, and I knew it was a good movie when I made it. And I, again, with all thanks to Betty Thomas, the great Ivan Reitman, Lenny Bloom, the writer, brilliant people, brilliant actors, you know, uh, Mary McCormick, Paul Giamatti, his first breakout role. You know, the movie was pretty damn great. And the reviewers... Much to their chagrin, they wanted to believe me. People loved knocking. Yeah, they were lining up to bash it. The reviews were just off the chart. Like one, I remember sitting and reading the reviews and going, "Can this really be happening?" I've never in my life received such universally, you know, magnificent reviews. And I said to myself, you know. <clears throat> this is amazing because I've always, you know, whenever they would review my radio show, I would go, these fuckers don't know what they're talking about. And then when the movie came out, they were, I said, these fuckers know what they're talking about, man. <laughs> I know. That's the problem. Yeah, that's now the problem. they know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you how good that movie was. Even Fred got great reviews. Okay. <laughs> Even Fred. Fred was brilliant. Even my dad said it wasn't horrible. <laughs> so there you go. I mean, so Charles Grodin, this drove this guy nuts because he couldn't stand that I could make a good movie. Forget about it. He was like, oh, yeah, he went on a tirade ripping the media for flocking to Howard Stern. I was really embarrassed <laughs> recently as the media all flocked to interview Howard Stern, even going to the studio, the wonderful Katie Couric of the Today Show. She's in the studio. Oh, Howard. And she's so charming, and she's so wonderful. She's an excellent journalist. But what is she doing in Howard Stern's studio? Does she not know what he's doing? And the critics who praise the movie, and I didn't read the reviews. You read the quotes, but you see words like heartwarming, classy, a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Drove him nuts. I mean, and that was just like, you know, that was the wind. Like, he was just winding up. Up, yeah. Yeah. You know, Siskel and Ebert gave it two thumbs up. You know, every reviewer really loved that film. And I guess it was kind of uh, shocking to people at the time that I was capable of acting and, and doing a good film. But it, 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 he wasn't having any of it. He didn't want me in that club. <laughs> he was going to be the lone voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ranting against you. Yeah. And... uh It was just, it was magnificent the way he would um, go after me. It was really genuinely funny. And he gave us tons of material. Yes. Yeah. But I, I want to tell you that um, Charles Grodin, a rest in peace to his family. Sorry to hear. He wasn't a fan of mine, but I sure was a fan of his. 86, uh, I, huh? Yes, Charles Grodin dead at the age of, uh, uh, let me make sure I got it right. I'll look it up again. You know, I got all kinds of articles here in front of me. He was uh, blah, 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 blah. Hmm. That's so weird. Did I say 86? right off the bat. Did I? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How could I lose it? I'm losing my mind. <laughs> yes, 86, Howard. All right, thank you. Hmm, that's weird. Yep. This is weird. During the pandemic, yeah, and, and rest in peace, and it's cool. I get it. I'm the devil. You know, I wasn't your cup of tea. And, you know, on some level, I think the guy was jealous because I had all these legions of fans. And really what he wanted 
was to be Charles Grodin on TV and be a personality and, and be outrageous with his opinion. And be loved, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know. But I didn't care. If anything, you were just promoting the show and making it bigger. Because if I tuned into the Charles Grodin show and heard him ranting about this guy Howard Stern and how vile I am and how the government was finding me, I, I would immediately have to tune in. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you have to tune in? <laughs> yeah, I mean, how can you be mad when people are like, you know, people say to me, you know, I've been attacked my entire career uh, by the by the best in the business. And every newspaper, every television show, other radio guys, you, you know, the, you know, the whole story. I don't have to tell you, but, um, you know, when I would sit at night and go, my God, look at the hoopla around me. And look at all the free advertising. You cannot, you can't argue with that. It, there's no, there's no such thing as a bad review. And that's been, you know, that's certainly not my quote, but it's the truth. Well, I'll remember, you know, cause I used to, you know, be worried because there was so much. I mean, sometimes it was an avalanche. An avalanche. An avalanche. Oh my God. Some yeah. days it just rained down. And I'd say to myself, well, how is he taking this? He goes, I, oh, it's terrible, Robin. But if it was happening to anybody else, I'd be miserable. <laughs> right. I can't stand when I see a negative review of somebody else on the radio. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I just, I, whatever it is, just keep talking about it. I <laughs> suck. Keep talking about me. <laughs> Argue about it. Just, yeah, I crave it. I need it like heroin. Oh, I just need you talking good. about whether I suck I or I'm good. I thought that was the craziest sentence you had ever said. If yeah. it was happening to somebody else, I'd be miserable. <laughs> yeah. I've never looked at, I've just looked at, I want attention. You know, the only kind of attention I would get from my parents was negative. Yeah. And uh, that to me is love. <laughs> You're a moron. You're an idiot. You're stupid. You don't even speak correctly. You're, and, and I'm like, this, what, this must be love. <laughs> this must be love. <laughs> this is what it feels like to have oh, somebody care. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at these private parts reviews. Janet Maslin, New York Times, a surefire hit comedy. Peter Travers and Rolling Stone, a comic firecracker with a surprising human touch. But uh, the fact that Charles Grodin hate, hated me, his hatred of me was the most emotion I ever got from... I crave that kind of emotion. <laughs> I, I saw him as a father substitute. <laughs> Howard Stern is worse than Hitler. Daddy. <laughs> you, oh, Mr. Grodin, adopt me. Please, pal. You don't even know how I thrive on you. Like a vampire, I suck your blood. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for feeding me. Yeah, thank you for the feeding that I'm getting. <laughs> the only negative review I remember was a Mel Gibson said too many Jews in that movie. He didn't like it. <laughs> it was kind of Jewy, is what he said. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, a bunch of people uh, called wanted me to comment on Israel and uh, Palestine, Palestine and stuff. Um, really? There's well, really, there's no point of uh, me talking about it because everybody knows my view and i don't you know if you want me to run down the the what my view of the middle east is and that the ultimate goal has always been to kill all the jews in israel that this is just more of the same 
Yeah, and as and long as nobody is really interested in peace, this is what you'll get. That's right. So, and then when you keep lobbing bombs into Tel Aviv, what did we do when people lobbed bombs into Manhattan, basically with airplanes? We went. They knocked down two buildings. We sent an army. We sent an army. That's what's going to happen. And if you're, and by the way, if Hamas is going to continue to dig tunnels under civilian homes, you're. It's on you, dude. Stop doing it. But I have a very, very, and I've read a lot about the Middle East. I've read all the latest articles on the Middle East and what's going on. And my view is that um, it hasn't changed. Let's put it that way. I don't need to fire you up this morning if you're on some mad tear that somehow the world isn't fair. The I told you Israel is was a shithole piece of desert. You know, I've spoken to people who have been to Israel and they go, you know where the best food in the world is? In Israel. And you go, isn't that a miracle? It's this flat fucking desert with no oil, no way of making money. And the thing is an oasis. It's the only democracy there. It's our only ally. And, um, you know, all of this hatred and all this bullshit. This has been set up from the beginning. And it's going to go on and on and on. Until people realize, wait a minute, every time we we decide that we need to get those people to go away and we throw bombs at them, they throw bombs back at us and they kill our children and then we cry. When people get tired of that whole syndrome and say, you know what, how do we work this out? Right. Not make well, I, them get out. You could work this out in three minutes. Yeah. Uh, quite frankly, I know the answer, but that's not the goal. The goal is to keep the, these two parties clashing so that you have an excuse to throw bombs into Tel Aviv. Yeah. But believe me, listen, I'm not going to get any more into it. If you, if you disagree with me, I understand. You see the world differently than me. I've had a very unusual upbringing when it comes to anti-Semitism and what I've seen in my life. So uh, you're not going to change my opinion. I'm not going to change your opinion. Believe me, my life would be much easier if I hated the Jews, too. <laughs> well, Don't you think I hard. know that? What are you talking uh, about? Well, I could join in with everyone else and uh, be <laughs> part of the crowd. So, uh, believe me, I know I've taken a hard road. All right, let's go say hi to Tony. So, don't write me. Don't try to convince me with your dumb fucking arguments. I got my because dumb there is fucking no argument. Right. The people are killing each other, and they ought to That's stop right. and say, how do we work it out? Leave it, leave it at that. And P.S. Well, They're not going leave it away. End leave it the story. There you go, Robin. Thank you for that. I wish you were Jared Kushner and gone over and solved the whole problem. <laughs> uh, Tony, oh, you're be on. Straight if I went over there. Oh, you could straighten out anything. <laughs> Tony, you're on the air in uh, Texas, where Matthew McConaughey will be governor. Oh boy! I can't wait to see that. Can you can you imagine a whole country full of Famous act yes. governors. I told you, President The Rock, <laughs> Matthew McConaughey for governor, uh, Andrew and, Giuliani, and Caitlyn Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner in California. California. And as long as these people don't give any opinions, you'll want to vote for them because they're famous. Good luck on that. Yo, Tony, what up in Texas? Hey now. Hey now. Hey, man, uh, brilliant interview yesterday with Michael Che. You have this insane ability uh, how to make me a fan of somebody. I, I liked him. I knew he was talented, but 
after that interview yesterday, man, I felt like I was right there in the room with you guys just having a good old conversation. So amazing job. Well, thanks for that, Tony. I appreciate that. And uh, Michael yes, Che sir. for governor of Nebraska, by the way. There's been some talk ever since <laughs> the interview. Have you ever been to Nebraska? <laughs> uh, he's thinking of going there. And you know who's going to be his attorney general, they're saying? Who? Who? Butch Patrick from the original Munsters. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be awesome. Wait, you'll see. You'll see, Robin. Governor Ricky Schroeder of Utah. Oh, come on. <laughs> Governor Ariana Grande of Utah. <laughs> Ricky Schroeder can't get votes. I'm not sure he's a celebrity anymore. Ariana <laughs> Grande. Senator Carrot Top. <laughs> I'd vote for Carrot Top just to see him be a senator. Sure, why not? He probably Let's, would make as much sense as I hear coming out of Washington these days. Speaking of Michael Che, a lot of people enjoyed hearing Michael Che on the... Let me get the fan feedback out. And then we got to get to a lot of stuff. I've got a whole bunch of uh, things for you. Um, oh, look at this. Just in. Uh, he just threw his hat into the ring. Lieutenant Governor Mason Reese. Remember Mason Reese? <laughs> Michael Che. I'm so glad Michael Che told Howard the story about how he and Colin Jost came up with the joke swap bit on Saturday Night Live. It always felt like the jokes that Colin got from Che were so much crazier than the jokes Che got from Colin, and he just confirmed that fascinating. It was nice to see Michael freaking out how much uh, Howard knew about him. That's why Howard is such a good interviewer. I loved every minute of it. Michael always seemed... Like a cool, humble guy to me. And on Tuesday's show, he proved that. I, I hope he comes on again. Great guest. Yeah, I hope so, too. He was really interesting. A uh, bunch of comments about Richard and his dad. I, I just love that whole thing. Richard is been my I don't fake. know, though. You, you love so much getting negative attention. I don't really yeah. know what you would do with a dad like Richard's. Well, I wouldn't be here. I'd be I'd be doing what Richard's doing. I'd be I'd be living somewhere, drinking my uh, brains out, sitting in a storage. <laughs> yeah, that's the only part of the story I don't get with Richard's dad. <laughs> I see Richard's dad as being this great dad who took a real interest in Richard, wants to be part of his life, and yet the uh, the the alcoholism that Richard is uh, experiencing. Why, if you if you're that, I don't drink at all. Loved, yeah. If you maybe when loved. you're loved, it's not good. We don't know. <laughs> well, this is what we, I'm saying. I don't know that it's that good. Right. Richard's been my favorite for a long time. I voted for him when you had the contest to hire him. Oh, boy, that was a long time ago. He's so funny. I'm loving the life on farm on the farm with Richard's parents. So funny. I absolutely cannot get enough of Richard's dad's messages. They are just too hilarious. Uh, growing up in Queens, I just can't imagine living that kind of farm life with dead cows in the road, hunting squirrels, questionable meat. Richard shitting in random spots all over the yard. It's fascinating. <laughs> also, please keep the calls coming from Richard's dad. He's the best. And, uh, oh, one fan had a question for Richard about the calls he receives. How often does Richard's dad call with these updates? Is it multiple times a day, once per day? These are awesome. I, I, I feel like it's like two or three times a week, but I don't know. Well, Richard, me, what, what is it? Can you give me the quick answer? How many times a week do you hear from your dad with these little kind of gems, these these updates? Yeah, a couple times a week. A yeah. couple times a week, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of them are just, some of them are interesting, and some of them are just like, oh, we had hamburgers for dinner. Right. <laughs> and doesn't matter. Yeah. I love it. Keep me updated, yeah. They want a, they, they want a connection with you. And I, I know, yeah. why do you think you drink so much? I would think 
if you have parents who are so supportive like that, I should be the one drinking and you should be the one not drinking. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, my only explanation is I love the taste of beer. I don't, I don't mm. know that there's a deep <laughs> down wrong answer. <laughs> Keep thinking. I know Go you back. want some deep down thing that happened oh, to me a long a, time ago. When you drink <laughs> as much as you do, you you got some problem. I don't even drink that much anymore. Yeah, I know you'll never believe it, but I. What you is know, not have that a much? Me. Uh, a beer what? or two. Every day. Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know, but I'll have a beer at the end. And then know, what happens when you relax? Did, Dude, you pack champagne for, to go on a train. You, I mean, come on. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm before, not even going to get into this. Bef long before I had kids, Howard. Well, <laughs> Once good you to have hear. kids, everything changes. All right, good. So, I'm responsible you know, now. This, you know, this guy's you know ca carrying on like he's uh, he doesn't have a problem. This guy got so drunk one time on a plane, they had to take him out in a wheelchair. Now, have you ever? <laughs> let me ask you something. Have you ever been taken out of a plane in a wheelchair because you drank that much? Not me. <laughs> No. Robin, I suspect your answer would be no. No. Hey, my defense is that was on the way to Bubba's wedding, so it was for a fun time. I was getting warmed up. That was one hell of a wedding, wasn't it? It was a Bubba's blast. <laughs> that whole weekend was just crazy. How much fun did we have? We never we did had that. a great God. time. No, we got to so do that fun. again. One time to get on a plane and go to... Go back to let Bubba get married again, and we'll go back and watch him get married. And it was like he'll do it for us. It was and January, and the weather was and perfect. Who, when we were standing there, and Hulk Hogan was his best man. Who knew it would end up in that whole scenario Ooh. where Bubba, like Hulk, would fuck the wife, and then the Bubba. Well, I hated. couldn't believe Hulk was there. Right, me and neither. So this was like an yeah. Of course, it had to go bad. It was great. It was so Bubba. <laughs> <laughs> it was so Bubba. It was, it was and, 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 and like, and, and then the whole story was floating. Oh yeah, you know, and she's gonna teach Sunday school. And then and I'm like, oh, it's so wholesome. Bubba's really turning the. And then like, you know, like years later, you, you there's a whole, <laughs> the whole story comes up. On the uh, the the minister was flirting with her during so the ceremony. How great was it when the minister was like staring at her beautiful tits? Like she was a beautiful woman. It was just oh, great. Oh my god. Were anyway. you at the strip club, Howard, when somebody like threw like a thousand dollars worth of dollar bills up in the air and no. like all the strippers were scrambling on the floor to grab it? Oh, my Everybody God. Was like, oh, it was just see, total debauchery. That's what, that's what the Miss Universe pageant should be. <laughs> if Trump was still in control of that thing, they would just take a couple of thousand dollars, throw it up in the air and watch all the girls in bikinis chase after it. Whoever that got the be. most dollars would be Miss Universe. Yeah, I'm going to do a rap today on the Miss Universe pageant because you got to see what that thing's turned into. It's like you should see the questions they asked the contestants. They fucking ruined the bikini competition. But let me talk about that later in the show. Uh, Gary, what do you want to say about Richard? I was going to say that, um, you know, you talk about his drinking. I don't even know if Richard remembers this. One night, John Hine and I took the whole staff out to dinner and Richard got really drunk. And then he called me on the way home to thank me. Right. And then two minutes later, he called me again, completely forgot that he'd already called me to thank me again. Just completely <laughs> forgot. That's, now, that's my of, kind of drunk. A lot of wine at that dinner, Gary. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> right, uh, so you, you say your, your dad calls a couple of times a week there. That's yeah. what I thought. All right. We don't know why Richard is the way he is, but that's that. Hey, Richard, this is your dad. Just want to tell you mom's teeth fell out again. That's it, bub. 
I mean, it's so great, well, and the updates are so great. They're just brilliant. a lot of the calls now are about the Kansas City Royals. We talk almost every day about the Royals. Oh, well, that's good. Like we bond I mean, over like them. My, how could my father never once in my entire life pick up the phone and do one of those sweet things where he goes, "You just want to tell you what I'm up to." You know what I mean? It drives me crazy. It seems like your dad, you know, he just he he likes you. He wants to share his life with you. He wants you to remember him. No, I, I don't. Again, you always have this thing about what somebody wants to do for you as opposed yes. to what most people are self-directed. They're doing what they want to do for themselves. But that's OK. That's good. That his dad is saying, I want a connection with my son. I, I want to talk him. to my son. I miss. Right. Him. I want to talk to him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying it doesn't matter that I have nothing to say. <laughs> Yeah, 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 but I'm not saying anything different than you are. Just the idea. No, that no, no. Wants you keep saying, "Why could my father not do that for me?" Your father is doing what he wanted to do. I'm eating my raisin bran, <laughs> and I'll have coffee for lunch. I don't eat it. Just wanted to let you know. Just give me a call. Like I think that's sweet. I don't know. But I your like dad it. didn't have that. He didn't have that capacity. You keep looking for something from your dad that he couldn't. Listen, do. Robin. Yes. Howard's father loved him very, very much. That's what I'm trying to say. That's right. And you don't know what he felt. And he loved you I very much. I did hard. not. Uh, oh, thank you for directing that to Howard, because I'm saying his dad expressed his love in a different way. Yeah, you're an expert on love. No, I'm not an expert. I'm just saying <laughs> that I know he loved his son. You two shut up. I'm trying to lead the New York Times back to front. <laughs> My husband says we're being too loud, Robin, so oh, I I'm have sorry. to go. <laughs> Howard, if you want, I can have my dad call you all the time. I can give yeah, you your well, number. But in, in other words, that would be meaningless. You know what I'm saying? I in know. Words, I know. I'm yeah, just yeah. joking. I'm sorry. It makes me I sad think it's to nice. hear you say that, Howard, because, no. you know. Well, you know no, what I, Howard does. Howard Howard compares his life to other people's lives. And that's, that's right. the best way to get into trouble because I'm in trouble. there is no comparison. Yes. There is no one uh, way to father. There's no right way. Because you turned into Howard Stern. Look at Richard. <laughs> yeah, look at it that way, Howard. Oh, look who's at the door. Put it, Rob. <laughs> my, my loving father who wants to tell me oh. about his day. Okay. Hi, Dad. Howard. Howard. Yes. yes. I just wanted to connect with you and tell you what I've been up to. Thank you. Well, this morning, I, I I read the New York Times and I had a cup of coffee. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I miss you, son. Thanks, Dad. I love you. I love uh, you very much. Thank you for remember thank you for you my lap in the recording studio. No, I don't remember that. All right, oh, goodbye. You were very young. All right, thank you. Howard's father would call wonderful, and say, "Wonderful timber." <laughs> Howard, do you know yeah. what's happening in the Middle East? <laughs> And do not give me a stupid answer. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, after Jason took some heat from the fans doubting his ability to keep the weight off after losing 53 pounds, he did receive some positive feedback after Tuesday's show. I have to admit, 
I'm really hoping Jason keeps his weight off, but I've seen too many people like lose the weight and then put it back on. I, I hope, listen, I hope he keeps it off. He's a good dude. I've gained an immediate higher level of respect for Jason. Prior to his weight loss journey, his lifestyle angered me. He came off like a gluttonous pig. Congrats, Jason, for taking an intelligent step forward for you and your family. Uh, Ralph needs to stop raining on Jason's weight loss parade. He's losing weight, which is great for his health. F Ralph. Keep on going, Jason. And finally, you can never be mad at someone for trying to make themselves healthier. Keep it up, Jason. And, uh, wow. And then I got, geez, I don't even know if I should share this. This is a, uh, well, you know, I mentioned on uh, Monday that a guy died. He was a disc jockey in New Jersey. He spent his entire career, his 40 year career. Uh, as a DJ, most of it at a radio station called uh, W, I think it's WDHA in New Jersey. And I happened to remark, it's a, this is a guy that I hired at WRNW in Westchester when I was a young program director. Yeah. But he died. But I got a beautiful note from his sister. My name is Denise Kay. I am Curtis Kay's sister. I've heard from a few friends and family members that you spoke about my brother on the air. I want you to know that it touched me deeply as he and I were very close. Curtis spoke highly of you and was forever grateful for the opportunity you gave him to fulfill his childhood dream of being a radio disc jockey, something he wanted since the age of 13. He loved his job, maybe not the business so much, but he loved being on the air. Even after his diagnosis of stage four lung cancer and with all the treatments he had, his goal through it all was to be able to go to work. There were days when he could barely walk across the room, but would get in his truck and go to work. I personally would think he was crazy. I would tell him not to go, and his answer always was, I have to go. I realized that radio was his life. It really was all he had. It was what he knew best and what kept him going longer than his original prognosis. I thank you for keeping him in your thoughts. I know he would have loved to thank you personally for giving him a 40-year career that he loved so much. It is what kept him going each day. No, the guy was very good on the air. Um, I'm not surprised he lasted 40 years. I didn't give him any. I mean, I gave him a start, but, you know, he kept it going. But uh, you've often said it, Robin, um, even through your worst of cancer, that being on the air was a lifesaver for you. And yeah, it was you the best part of every day, yeah. yeah. So you probably understand that this guy went to his job and it probably helped him to forget the misery that is cancer. That's right, yeah. Right. Well, there you go. Very nice. Thank, uh, thanks to his sister. Sorry to hear about all that, but uh, look at me. You know, I hired the guy. Give him his first job. And it actually feels pretty you good that I did that. You saw something in him. I, I saw something in me. I, <laughs> I had to get out of there, and, I, and this guy seemed like a responsible guy. <laughs> freed up my day. That's what I saw. Like you say, most people just see what they need. But no, he was very good. He had a beautiful voice. He spoke very yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. He sounded, he sounded like a guy who belonged on the radio. You know what I mean? Right, your father would have recognized why he was going to be on the radio. He had good diction and spoke very well with a nice timbre to his voice. <laughs> oh, good. And what about me? You have none of that. <laughs> All right, let me thank Zip Recruiter. Oh, Zip Recruiter, don't I love you? I was watching The Feud last night. I saw a commercial, TV commercial for Zip Recruiter. Oh. I was like, I know those guys. I know That's those right. Guys. Every time I do see a commercial, I feel like a closeness. Yeah, I was watching The Feud. I watch The Feud with Beth every night, and we answer. And we, we, we want, I think we want to be on The Feud. Yes. Because we I'm do getting. well. 
we do well in the bedroom, you know, and we're, we, we, we have a ritual after dinner, we brush all our cats, you know, we spend time with the cats and we keep the feud on with Steve Harvey. And you and, ask uh, questions. Yeah. You know, and I sit there and go, these guys are idiots. <laughs> but I know if I got on there, I'd probably draw a blank. Now, these aren't facts they're asking people. This is just stuff people say. Well, first of all, they poll 100 people. Yes. To get the answers for Family Feud. These 100 people are losers. They must be morons. I don't know where these 100 people are. <laughs> I demand to see the 100 people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the answers that you're supposed to match with are almost impossible to match with because they're idiotic. Even Steve Harvey's <laughs> rolling his eyes. He's, who are these people that they poll? It's insanity. big X. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's right. Because the, the people you polled are idiots. <laughs> they got to get a higher caliber of people to poll. Who, who at least understand the question. So, yeah, we watched the, the feud. questions are things like, what's something you do just before you go to bed? Right. And then and then there's, like, weird answers, you know? Like like answers you'd never think of. Right. But, uh, yeah, then we watched the feud. Then I watched... Uh, then, then I listened to Graham Nash and doing his... Uh, right between the eyes and almost was a fucking wreck. And thinking about my grandfather. And then I got in bed. I said, let me relax and watch TV. Because I saw they brought back Superman and Lois. I said, let me watch that. Boy, are they fucking that up. I was getting it. I'm not, not going to watch you, it anymore. I told you. I could see it from the very beginning. They're going down you. the wrong road. Yeah, you did warn me on that one. I, I, I mean, every Superman has so many fucking problems. It is and he can't solve any of them. <laughs> on, on, on CW, I don't know who the guy is behind all these shows. I can't watch them. It's not even fun to be a superhero. First of all, the universe they create, everyone has superpowers. Superman, One of Superman's kids has powers. This other kid somehow got powers, and he's, like, terrorizing the community. And, like, Superman has powers, but everyone has powers. And, like, the fun of being Superman. And everybody Superman, knows about kryptonite. Yeah. Oh, they're mining kryptonite now. In, in Smallville. Superman is a god on earth. He should not have any problems. That's why I loved Superman when I was Look, a kid. I, Superman has the same problems as Charles Grodin in The Heartbreak Kid. The yes. dad didn't want Lois to marry Superman. Right. Yeah. I mean, what, <laughs> what guy doesn't want his daughter to marry Superman? <laughs> I only wish my daughters were with Superman. Absolutely. And if you found out your dad was Superman, in this show, you be happy? No, no. The kids hate him for being Superman. <laughs> if my father, if my father had said, Howard, I want to tell you something. <laughs> yeah, Dad, what is that? Listen carefully. Your father's going to tell you something. What? A Superman! <laughs> what? You're kidding. Why are you treating me like an asshole, Superman? Everybody loves Superman until the kid finds out he's Superman, Superman's son. And then he goes, you made me a freak. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, and it was horrible. The son found out he had powers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. I was like, I can't watch this. <laughs> I believe, Howard, I believe you have powers. <laughs> oh, thank God. I'm so sick of getting beaten up at school and being a douche. What do I do first? Should I join the football team and fuck tons of girls? 
Okay. <laughs> you are not to fuck tons of girls. I am Superman, but I'm fucking your mother. <laughs> he fucks me so good, Superman. Well, the other thing is your mother's Lois Lane now. <laughs> I'm Ray Stern, and I'm married to Ben Stern, Superman. <laughs> That's right. And believe me, I could fuck tons of girls. <laughs> he fucks me with his super hard dick. That's right. I don't want to hear that. Now you are my son. Moron man. Moron man. <laughs> Your superpower is aggravating me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. Thank you. Uh, I know. <laughs> Superman never gets to take care of regular crime. No, well, it's, it's so bad. world ending. Lois Lane is annoying. She's investigating him. The kids hate Superman. Superman is fucking... He can't beat up anybody. Everybody has superpowers. Um, he's... Oh, it's just so weird. It, I just don't like it. I'm not enjoying it, so I, I bailed it, on it Superman. It only took me two episodes, and it infuriated me. And then I tried to watch Kung Fu. They brought back Kung Fu. Boy, did they oh, fuck that, that up. Oh, how It's so bad. I only saw Superman one episode. is better. Yeah. Superman's better? All, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. It's now a woman who has the kung fu powers. Yes. And, uh, oh, she's so annoying. Her family's annoying. She doesn't even use her kung fu ability to beat the shit out of people enough. It's a disaster. Who's writing these things? I don't know. I am watching Equalizer with Queen Latifah. Really? You're still watching? Yeah. Well, I, I, I like Queen Latifah. I don't Is she a good equalizer? <laughs> no. She just doesn't have the... It's hard to believe that Queen Latifah is the equalizer. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> She's completely out of shape. I mean, you know I like Queen Latifah. I've had her on well, the show. She's but the lovely, equalizer, but, the, the original uh, equalizer uh, didn't look like he could kick anybody's ass either. That's true. But Denzel Washington was so good as the equalizer. I know. Denzel took it over and but did a movie oh, a couple of movies. But I've the original equalizer looked like his his body was gonna fall apart. You never saw him do any any kind of action. He was smarter than Yeah, the well. I know, but you gotta you just when Queen Latifah beats up somebody, it's just wild. And they even, like, cut away so you don't... Well, I was like, going to say, it gets dark or you can't see her. Where is she? <laughs> no, I mean it. Where'd she go? It, it's hard. It's hard. It's like it's like if um, John Hine was Thor. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you wouldn't buy it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, what a great disguise if he's Thor. <laughs> Hit him with the hey, Hine! There's Thor. <laughs> Hit him with the Hine! <laughs> It's crazy, but I like, uh, you know, I watch, I watch, uh, I got, I had to stop watching Clarice because me that too. Was whiny and ridiculous. Yeah, me too. This Sheesh. girl, I stopped watching it. Clarice is the FBI agent who solves every fucking crime, has saved millions of lives. She should be running the bureau. Instead, everyone hates her. They're constantly trying to fire yeah. her or put her in a mental institution. Yeah. The only one who solves any crime is Clarice, but she's she's no good. It's like, goodbye. I need a nice show where... It makes sense. Yes. These shows are wacky. This Kung Fu 
She, she, I watched the first episode, I think. The original Kung, Kung Fu was so good. Kwai Chang Kong, or whatever his name was. What his name was? Kwai Chang Fan. <laughs> he was a, a Chinese immigrant who was getting picked on by every cowboy in the West. And he beat up. He was like, I don't want please, sir. Always trying not to fight. You're right. A man of peace. He goes, sir, I do not want to fight you. I, and then these hillbillies would go and attack him, and he would beat the living piss out of him. And then, like, hot chicks who lived on these farms would fall for Kwai Chang Kwang. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it was great. There was, and like, then he'd have to move thing. on. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, he's not allowed to fuck because he's a monk. <laughs> and uh, it was so great. And every once in a while, like, Chinese kung fu guys had to come because he was wanted in China. And he'd fight they them. They were looking for him, yeah. This girl, this girl, first of all, is working in her parents' Chinese restaurant. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. She's Kung Fu and she's working in the restaurant. Yeah, well, thank God the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is starting tonight. New season. I've been waiting for this. This is going to be so good. (laughs) That Erica Jane's going to get her comeuppance. Really? Well, yeah. What's going on with her? Her husband, uh, he got busted. He's up on the charges or something. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'm like, where are you? Where have you been? It's the most important show on television. <laughs> I don't watch that show. <laughs> You don't watch that? You better start no. watching it. I can't, I can't relate to you it. anymore. Oh, my God. I love it so much. <laughs> Howard. Well, there's you know, your buddy, yeah. J.D. Yeah, J.D., J.D. talk <laughs> to me. Give me a little, give me a wrap. I think Erica, I'm not sure how much she's in the show this season because she Uh-oh. was uh, relegated <laughs> to friend role. Oh. <laughs> so we'll see. She's not going to be bringing that what big puchus to the little screen. <laughs> what? What, Robin? what happened to the husband? What was he charged with? There's uh, a whole bunch of shady things. Yeah, a whole bunch of shit there. going on. He's charged with, he's a lawyer and they, you know, he made a lot of money, but it turned out that he, he, he sues on behalf of a lot of people and they, they were accusing him, I think, of taking some of the money. I don't oh, jeez. <laughs> you know, yeah. like there's been history of some of these husbands of the wives going to prison. Mm. I guess yeah, he's yeah. going to be in that line. Yeah, I think the feds are going to be watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, looking over whatever she says. <laughs> yeah, that's what somebody said. I don't know. I don't really know much about it, so if I got the story wrong, forgive me. But I read yeah. in the paper there was something going on. But but yeah, I'm excited too. So I yeah, can't. I love that show. Those fucking Real Housewives. <laughs> I don't like the other Real Housewives. Only They're not Real Housewives. Real Housewives. No, stop good. it. Don't ruin it for me. What's the matter with you? New York is every show. New York is No, good. I don't watch New York. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Because That's the only you know why I love it. them? I'll tell you why I love them. I have never seen more obnoxious people. These are wealthy <laughs> women, and they love showing off their wealth. I was always, you know, I was always taught people should be humble. But these women, they open up the closet and they're with the <laughs> shoes and the bags and they never say to themselves, can you imagine some poor person struggling who's working minimum wage watching me carry on with all of my possessions? It never occurs to them to say, Jesus, this looks obnoxious. It looks infantile the way we fight over stupid shit and we have all this wealth and we're enjoying all this food whenever they are eating i want to fucking crash the fucking screen i want to smash right through it i go look at the food they're eating these 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 fatos what are these nice restaurants yeah yeah i get what what, they're probably getting it comped 
<laughs> and probably not even. And I get fucking crazy. I go, this is a show. And then <laughs> they dress up. Happy when you're angry. Makes me happy. And then they're all a little bit older, but they love to dress up like teenagers. And that drives uh, me crazy, too. They, they all have their the glam best. teams. They have their glam, own glam teams. teams. <laughs> and why I'm excited this season is Erica Jane doesn't have her husband's money anymore. So she can't have her glam team. So we're going to get to see her without that glam team. Oh. I got to take a look at that. I got to see that. I want to see what she looks like without her glam team. <laughs> That's right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> New, right. New York and Salt Lake City also have very obnoxious. Oh, oh there's a Salt Lake City. Oh my God, oh, yeah. I, don't have, I don't have time for that. Yeah, well, one I'm of busy. Those might be going to jail soon. So, but a lot of these women, you know, they they carry on with this wealth that most of them didn't even earn, and they love showing it off. And I'm like, they have absolutely no governor on them, or no shame. Or no thought of what it must look like. They just want to be famous in the worst possible way. But I wanted this Erica Jane. She had a glam team. They were paying thousands of dollars a day for a glam. Can you imagine a glam team? Robert, <laughs> you're on television. You don't even have a glam team. No, they I'm my own glam team. <laughs> they did a trip to Italy. They did a trip to Italy or somewhere last season. And all of them brought their glam teams with them. Oh, my God. Glam team. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I bet a few of them look like me without a glam team. <laughs> that's what I want to see. Because, hey, that's Howard Stern. No, no, no. That's Erica Jane without a glam team. <laughs> <laughs> but there are shows on Bravo that are even more garish than that. Oh, yeah. I see don't the Shaws of Sunset. I don't and then there's an that. Indian group no. that has a I show, watch, and they're all like Crazy Rich Asians, the movie. Everything's completely over the top. Hey, you know who's getting quite famous? Who? J.D. Uh, 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 how so? <laughs> tell, tell Robin what happened to you. What? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. What, we're talking about the uh, when I went to a restaurant a couple weekends ago, the... Chef recognized me and, uh, uh, you know, right. the, the and, and what do you mean you don't know? You know what happened. JD he, went he, to a restaurant. What do you mean? He, well, I, uh, he knows. <laughs> tell, tell Robin. Tell about your thing. Like a Go free, ahead. Uh, like appetizer thing or whatever. And, uh, some drinks got comped and whatnot. It was very nice. Very appreciative. Very, uh, very nice guy. But uh, you didn't get some, you got Pappy <laughs> Van Winkle, which is like a hundred dollars a pour. Oh, listen, Happy was, Van Winkle. Yeah, I was. I was. Did you have Van Winkle? Apparently, I did. I actually don't remember it because I was blasted out of my mind by it. Oh God! <laughs> like I didn't remember how I got home. Look at so, you. Uh, yeah. Fucking uh, J D Clooney. Oh. Happy Van Winkle. Happy Van Winkle. He, yeah, he got comped. Like all of a sudden, the sky's the limit for J D. Yeah. No, no. But I, I like it. He goes. This is it. Uh, J.D., tell Robin what happened. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you mean when I went what to the restaurant? <laughs> well, that's the only thing I've done, really. Yeah, that's right. Well, then why would you have trouble remembering what you needed to talk he about? Knows. You know what? I don't know what people are. That's J.D.'s thing. He always acts like he doesn't know. He goes, I, 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 I got comp for whatever. I don't know. Some, you didn't even eat Pappy Van Winkle. So you just made a reservation in this restaurant, right? Well, we actually walked in, and oh. uh, 
Yes. And then the guy, and, uh, I guess the guy, uh, we tried to sit at the bar, but, uh, you, you know, there are seats outside. So we sat out there and I guess the guy recognized me or something. And, uh, yeah, we got inside. Yeah. Okay, and then what yeah. happened? Then it was like, oh, Mr. JD. I was with someone that orders extravagant stuff. I was with a friend who orders, you know, <laughs> he, he knows Meanwhile, stuff better You should me. know that JD smoked weed and had edibles at that dinner as well. He's <laughs> yes. turned into wow. a real maniac. I was, I was a maniac, yes. Boy, you really embraced the weed community. Uh, you, I mean, it was like, well, how many years ago? Two years ago, you just started smoking weed ago. for the first time. Yeah. Gummies. I, I do prefer gummies because I don't like uh, smoke. Uh, I don't like the feeling of smoke. Like in No, my you chest. don't like lighting the joint because you don't know how to work a lighter. <laughs> well, that too. That too. Yeah. That's a little troublesome sometimes. Uh, my thumb doesn't work properly. <laughs> I never learned to use a lighter. Yeah, I'm yeah. telling you what I heard. He's downplaying it. They sat at a special table like he was Henry Hill taking See, his girl to the Tropicana. See, I'm not getting uh, the you, story. You heard wrong. You heard no, wrong. I'm trying. I'm waiting to hear what he tells you. Then I'm giving you the truth. No, I, that's it. That's all that happened. I, honestly, I. What do you want from me? I don't know. I, I, I by the end okay. of the night, my friend had to deal with things because I wasn't. Uh, I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> to be quite honest. Can you imagine, like, you go to, you know, J.D.'s barely coherent when he's sober. Right. Then you go out with him and he's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like, like, what joy is there in being with a uh, drunken? That's pretty much it. Yeah. Oh, good. I, what a conversation. I'm so glad I brought him here. Yeah. J.D., how's your life going? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it sounds like a really good restaurant with maybe fine food, and he's drooling. You know, yep. he's drooling into his. I'm plate. not. Listen, uh, yes, that's very true. <laughs> yes. uh, JD's now hiring a glam team. Did you know that? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. But I don't know what happened to Erica Jane's husband. But it was something in the paper that there was. So she's not rich anymore. Did they get all no. this stuff taken away? Well, yeah, there was divorced. also like. The, well, uh-huh. there were rumors that that divorce was sort of a way to uh, hide money a little bit. Uh, it's a whole thing. I, you know, I don't mm. understand it fully myself, but that's crazy. Uh, yeah, a lot of rumors flying around. I'm sure it'll all be cleared up this season. <laughs> no, it won't. They won't take yeah. anything. <laughs> well, yes, JD uh, hitting the sauce. So, so listen, what I heard: JD and his quote unquote friends split three bottles of wine at dinner. <laughs> Yes. Wow. After a a gummy? Uh yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And you're that gonna happy die shit? accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you're right, Robin. You're right. Why are you getting so inebriated? What's going on with you? Are that you was happy in your marriage. Just, huh? Are you unhappy in your marriage? <laughs> no, I was just uh out with a friend who uh who likes yeah. to party or whatever a little bit? But what's so. with it? Forget your friend. I know who your friend is. <laughs> I, I, I know all about him. Well, what's your story? What's going on what? with you? Nothing. It was just. I Why are you getting so that? hammered? That's just what happened. I don't know. Where I, people have to carry out of the fucking restaurant. No, I didn't. I was able to walk. I was able to walk out. It's, listen to this. He had gummies. He had the pappy, whatever the fuck it is. 
he he split three bottles of wine, three bottles between two guys, plus two shots of bourbon. Jeez. I mean, that's a tremendous problem. What what are you doing? Why do you have to go along with somebody who's doing that, J.D.? Well, I don't know. That's a whole other question. I don't know. Uh, Are you depressed? I, Seriously, what's going on? Am with I you? depressed? No, yeah. not necessarily. I don't think so. Um, but uh, no, I don't know. It's it was just one night. Uh, but why did you need to get so out of your mind? I, I understand getting high, but listen, we could ask this other guy. The no, same. I'm asking you. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to. I don't care about that. I want to care about you right now. I'll talk I'm to fine. him later. I- <laughs> Everybody needs an intervention on this show. <laughs> no, listen, it's a one night. I I don't really drink all that much anymore. I know that. I why actually, would you do that? Why 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 did you need to be so out of your sometimes mind? Sometimes you uh, sometimes you like to live a little bit, and that's what that's I. That's living. That Sounds like I hell. Guess, yeah. Almost dying is living. It's not almost dying. You know, you have water in between. You know, you can not... you can poison water. yourself with too much alcohol, and you're drinking. On Ew. top of already being a little high, so you had a bottle yeah. and a half of wine because that's what happens when two people are drinking three bottles of wine. Good you man. had Show shots. Off. You had uh, <laughs> what else did you have? You're crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't happen every. This is like the no. First that only time needs I, to happen once, JD. Well, I mean, oh, you okay. had like a, all right, had, geez, Louise. Wait, I'm just, Dude, you had a nice I buzz I was having going. fun. <laughs> you had a nice buzz going. You didn't have I did. to buzz. obliterate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I felt okay the morning yeah. after. I didn't like. I mean, that was I mean, a hum. I'm not being obnoxious, but Amy Winehouse drank less than you. <laughs> yeah, Amy Winehouse says, "Boy, JD, <laughs> yeah. all right, that's no, carrying. Jay- that's getting carried away." What he's doing is drinking to numb something, but he won't come yeah, clean. Yeah, I know. He Something's and Richard, up. they don't look very deeply. They just yep. keep doing this. I, listen, I, I mean, I don't know if there's much to know. I mean, I, I'm not, I don't like myself. I've never liked myself. Ah, now we're getting somewhere. Now, we, now you're <laughs> opening up to me. So when you get that obliterated, do you like yourself a little bit better? I mean, I guess I, I feel less anxious about myself uh mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm, stuff like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. let me write well, that down anxious. that's a form of self-medicating <laughs> all right well there you go I, again okay, now we're getting this, is, this was this was once uh in a blue moon so. yeah but you know sometimes you can get to the point where you really need to obliterate yourself because you can't stand it so much i i, I don't know what to type it's uh whatever <laughs> Uh, All right. Thanks to thank you, Jenny. Thanks yeah, thank to ZipRecruiter. Don't miss out on great job candidates. ZipRecruiter well, says. I just why does he not like himself? You don't know why he doesn't like himself. <laughs> <laughs> you ever hear him talk? Yeah, that's enough. Thank you. I'm sticking up for you, JD. Oh, boy. How dare you say you don't know more? What's wrong with that? So that's the way you are. All right. Um, all right. A little time for some uh, phony phone call fun. And then I have to tell you about Miss Universe. And I have to tell you about uh, the uh, special we're going to be running, Stern Show A to Z. I'll give you a little sample of that. Um, but anyway, you know, we're constantly expanding our phony phone call character universe you know we always try to make you happy with phony phone calls we think this is an important tradition to carry on i think a lot of people 
I've stopped making phony phone calls for whatever reason. Or we're but, keeping it alive. Yeah. We look at our phony phone call characters like our own Marvel Universe. <laughs> Stuff with like more dick and fart jokes. <laughs> you know, we have reoccurring characters. There's Fred and Ethel. Sure. Rocky Pendergast. Um, Flirty Gary is a big hit with the audience. That's he always, right. Yeah. He always wins those contests we have. Um, and now we have Buddy and Mildred. For those who of you they? who don't know, they are the two senior citizens who call from their old age home, Buddy and Mildred. We started doing this during COVID. Let me read, since you don't seem to remember and you're on the show, uh, Buddy and no. Mildred haven't made a big impression on you for some reason. Do you remember the call where Buddy and Mildred called into a relationship advice show to celebrate getting vaccinated and the celebration went too far when Mildred shoved her grandson's grandson's gerbil up her ass? Do you remember that at all? Oh, yes. Here, I do remember now. I don't know if I believe you. Here, I'm going to refresh your memory. We need a little <laughs> advice. Sure. You tell them. Well, my grandson came over to visit for the first time in a year. Right. And he brought his pet gerbil. Yeah, he left it here. He left it behind by accident. Right. Yeah, he left it here by accident. And we were real fucking horny. Uh, uh, put it up your ass? Yeah. I it... shoved it up Buddy's ass. <laughs> Come on. Wow. Now, he's inside you. Is he inside you alive? Cause... Oh, yeah. I'll put the phone up to Buddy's asshole. Listen. What the hell? Yeah, little bastard's really up there, Keith. Is he biting you? I eat out his ass and see if it comes out. No. Is that what he's saying to do? To eat out my ass? No. Buddy, bend over. I'm going to eat out your asshole it... and see if it comes out. Oh, oh my God. Oh, fuck. You know what? This is oh, a live oh, radio oh, show. Oh, that feels really good. Oh, is it working? How do you forget something like that, Robin? Uh, you know, a lot of crazy things happen on this show. <laughs> They're the new Sonny and Cher, those two. <laughs> All right, anyway, we tried uh, doing another one. This time you'll remember, because this time, Buddy and Mildred called back the same exact show. Oh, yeah? It's, it's, a, it's a relationship advice show. And uh, they called up, and they, they, the, pre the premise of their call is so ridiculous <laughs> that, that I can't even believe this went on as long as it did. They were still celebrating their vaccinations, but uh -huh. now with a third party. Listen in All right. and see what you think of this. If you find somebody cheating, do you just leave right away? I say no. Relationships are hard. 337, you're live on the air. Hello? Hey, buddy. Uh, I called it a few weeks ago. Uh, I'm not sure if you remember me. I think, oh, buddy, buddy, you're the yeah, guy. That... I'm in the elder care facility. If you you did leave an impression, buddy. And I, I have to tell you, things have uh, only been getting crazier. Really? Just earlier today, we were getting a little amorous at, uh, well, she went uh, uh, back there to my uh, behind area. At, uh, what are you telling me, buddy? You know what? You better speak to my lady friend, Mildred, because this is so uh, complicated. Here, I'll take the phone. Hello. Hey, Mildred. How are I you? I really, I really need some help. How you doing? I, I need you to help me. It sounds like there's something in your mouth, Mildred. Are you well, okay? I have dentures, you know. Uh huh. And I use that sticky polygrip stuff, right? Sure, the polygrip that holds the teeth. And well, I, I was eating Buddy's ass. Oh. 
and the polygrip got reactivated. Uh-oh. And it leaked out into his asshole. Oh. And now my mouth is stuck on Buddy's asshole. Oh, okay, you need to take care of that. Yeah, her, uh, her mouth is stuck to my ass. And I, I, if I move it, it rips her lip. Ooh. Oh. Here, I'll move ever so slightly. Oh! Oh. All right, listen. That's you not need... even the worst part. Well, I, well, I better um, you let see, you go because, you know... Unfortunately, there's a third party involved. Well, I... We hired a French-Canadian prostitute uh, by the name of Helene. Okay. And, well, what do you want me uh, to do? She has uh, dentures, too. Uh-oh. And, uh, well... Now she's stuck to my ass! Oh, help me! That's uh, Helen at the back. I'll, I'll let you speak to her. Maylin. Yeah, hi. This is Helen. Uh, hi. How are you? I didn't know that my SC poly grip in my dentures would get oh, yeah, stuck I to know. her asshole. Well, I I heard about your. She's situ- stuck to his ass. I know. And I'm stuck to her ass. I you know. See, uh, uh, but you see what's happening here, buddy. Is we have something they call a uh, a human centipede uh, type situation. A centipede. Oh. Uh, yeah, centipede, centipede. A uh, human centipede. At uh, long story short, it was uh, Mexican night in the commissary. Oh, God. And, well, this whole situation is a bit of a ticking time bomb, sir. Oh. <laughs> yes, please help me. I'm in the worst possible spot. What do you want me to do? Oh, hang on. I, you know, I got some water uh, here on the nightstand. Uh, yeah, maybe if I drink it, it'll uh, it'll loosen things up back there. What is it? Yeah, okay. Oh, oh my God. That that wasn't water. Uh-oh. That was my prune juice. I I left that. Uh, I believe that might have been stand for my constipation. Right, we're gonna, oh my God! We're gonna take Holy a break. Holy shit! I'm I'm gonna blow! Oh, oh my God! Shit! Uh, oh. oh my God! I'm eating a shit. Mildred, it's not a joke. And I taste his prune juice, and now I'm shitting. Okay, here we go. It's like shitting everywhere. Oh, I'm eating both this shit. Helen. No, I'm shitting. <laughs> yeah. I'm just throw up. Oh, oh. Oh, okay. um, uh, yeah, she's throwing up into my asshole. Oh, oh my God, I'm going to vomit too. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, gee, I'm throwing up too. And I'm shitting. Oh, my God. Okay. Good luck. Wow. I, I, Buddy and the ladies left. Yeah. Now, to me, that's disgusting. That's poor taste, right? <laughs> well, and they were vaccinated. So, well, I I understand, mm. but you know, that's not funny. For somebody to put themselves in a situation where they're going to be a centipede, you got to admit that does disgust that is, me. That disgusts me. It, that really does. That turns my stomach. It's in. You're you're absolutely right. You know, I didn't expect the centipede uh, shit eating oh. thing. I should have put a label on a show for mature audience. I should have done right. that. So it'll give parents a heads up about the conversation that may not be for children. Man. Wow. Wow is right. And and they should the FCC should be contacted for putting that kind of thing. Wait a minute. They those people have nothing to do. Right. There were well, no other callers. Right. <laughs> they had no content. So they had to stay with Mildred and Buddy because that's all they had. Sometimes that's all you have. What are you going to do? You <laughs> you're going to put a label on your show. <laughs> Adam, you're on the air in New York. Adam. Hey, now, Howard. Hey, now. Uh, what do you think of paint hey, porn? Sorry, say that again. 
paint pouring. Do you know what that is? Paint pouring? What is that? <laughs> yeah. I've seen it, like, on Facebook and YouTube. Like, people put a bunch of different colors of paint in, like, a bucket, and they, like, swing it across the canvas, and it pours out there. You've never seen that? What is he no. talking about? I don't know. I, you mean, in other words, they're, they're oh. painting by throwing the paint at the canvas. Right. But uh, it's just like I've seen it like all over the place. People just pour different colors of paint in like a bucket and well, then that's what swing a... it. And then it. Well, let me talk about that. I've not dumbest, seen that. It's the dumbest. <laughs> you haven't? It's... No, but not that particular thing, but I see a lot of things on the Internet where people call themselves painters, and uh, it's a childish form of play. And, you know, and I forget who said this. This isn't my original thought. It was some maybe comedian or somebody, but, you know, art is the only real, um, I'm talking about painting, it's the only form of expression where everyone who wants to be an expert can be an expert. It's like if you're a musician and you decide to make music and if it sounds like fucking bullshit, you know, like you can't play, or you can't sing, you can't do it. People know right away. They're like, what is this bullshit? This is not even music. And, you know, you can easily separate the amateurs from the professionals and the people who have worked on it. I mean, even in the so-called like punk movement, those people could play. Trust me. The Ramones could play. You know, they, they, ZZ Top is fond of saying same three chords, same, you know, you know, no. Billy okay. Gibbons, one of the greatest guitar players. Frank Beard, fantastic drummer. You know, it, it's ridiculous how, how good that band is. So in music, in film, if you can't act, you go to see a movie, you know, right away, someone's a shitty actor, you know, right away. But with painting, you see this. There are people who draw and paint on the level of a first grader. And what they call it is like minimalist or they call it, um, uh, I forget the term they use, but they can't paint. They can't draw. They've never put an ounce of effort into it. They don't take it seriously. And yet they, they, they call themselves artists. And these gavones who pour paint. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to call them. They're why they're not, is he they, watching it? That's what I want to know. I'm gonna not watch that. I they call themselves avant garde. Forget it. They're charlatans right. and and they're phonies. And everyone knows. What the fuck that thing is. You look in the comments and people love it. And I'm like, why? Any they're fucking assholes. idiot can do this. I see those comments. <laughs> I go. I follow a lot of painters who are excellent. But once in a while right. on Instagram, you see a person, you say, well, this person must be what they call slow. Okay. Back in the day, they called it something else. <laughs> slow. And, you know, it's like, a, it's like, you know, the other day I was struggling. I was trying to copy a drawing of Cotman or maybe it was Bonington. And the reason I was doing that is that I'm trying to learn to really draw architecture. And sometimes if you mm. copy, you can learn technique. And I'm sitting here and I'm, it be, it's so important to me to learn how to do this, to be able to create the illusion of a three-dimensional home or a building. And then you see these fuckers who pour paint <laughs> on a, on a canvas. And you really wanted to, you wanted to say to them, shame on you. It shame makes me fucking you. crazy. Of course it does. <laughs> 
you don't pour the paint. You paint the paint. A house painter is more talented than these people. Yeah, they're Fucking doing a. that over at Home Depot right now. They're pouring right. paint into cans. That's right. Right. You know, so ridiculous. They use polish. machines for it. You know, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen did such a great uh, uh, thing on this, on one of his specials, where uh, he was an artist that just got out of prison. And remember, he says to the uh, art dealer, I paint with my feekies. Yeah, yeah. My feekies. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, I said, yeah. and he goes, I want to paint with your pubic hair. Would you cut your pubic hair? And, and, and the woman's like, yes, of course I will. It's a joke. It's a joke. I, I I can't even believe what you what you're saying. I mean, <laughs> let me ask you shit. something. Exactly. If if, if somebody <laughs> knocks up a, a, a can of paint off a shelf at Lowe's, do we call yeah. him an artist or a guy who had an accident? <laughs> Ridiculous. What are they doing with this Miss Universe contest? Listen, I'm no what fan is, of Donald what is Trump. Happening but now? First of all, they shouldn't even when, be a Miss Universe pageant. All right, we're not going to get into that, but if you're going to have one, it's got to be what it's got to be. It's a, it's well, a beauty Well, that's project. my when, point. Either you're going to say, we just want to look at pretty women, you don't try to make it intellectual. When Listen, when Donald Trump owned the Miss Universe pageant, he didn't bullshit around. He called it what it was. He says, listen, Miss, Miss America blows. They, the, the bathing suits look like they're wearing, they're fully dressed. I'm going to find the hottest chicks and you want to see hot women in bathing suits. We're going to change. We're going to change the rules. You can wear a thong if you want. Okay. You could wear. Why are they even wearing bathing suits? Right. (laughs) So he tried to revive the Miss Universe pageant and I got to hand it to him. He was doing a good job because he went. You got to go one way or the other. You can't make it intellectual. Now, this Miss Universe, they're so worried, you know, with the politically correct environment. They're so worried. They now, I didn't see it. J.D. watched it. He said, they have the bathing. I said, do they still have the bikinis? Because that was Donald Trump's thing. He said, fuck it. I'm going to have bikinis. Yeah, but on the back of their bikinis, they're covered up. What what is it, J.D.? What are you talking about? So they yeah. have <clears throat> these sarongs basically draped around them, and they're moving them around, and... Uh, you see like little glimpses of the butt when they turn around, but that's oh pretty much God. it. Otherwise, they just cover it up right. with sarong. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yes. And, and you know, back in the day, they used to ask questions of the contestants that were slam dunk simple. These girls were not, you know, college uh, type girls. You know, a lot of them were ex-strippers and things or whatever, I guess, I imagine. I don't know where they came so-called, from. So-called models, you know, whatever they were. But, uh, you know, they used to ask questions like, uh, so Miss Mexico, um, what have you learned from men? You know, like, like stuff like that, or, you know, like, like real simple, you know, now it's like Miss Mexico, how would you, how would you build a rocket to Mars and what type of fuel (laughs) propulsion system would you use? You know, it's, it's like, they're so anxious to somehow prove that the women are like they ask them political questions. I mean, you couldn't yeah, answer. They're the almost question. naked and they're asking them these <laughs> right. scientific questions. So they're they're allowing them to wear a bikini, but they're covering them up with like a, a cloth. Here, here, 
This is when Bob Barker, back in the day, 1974, here's a little montage that we put together of the uh, Miss Universe pageant questions. These were the types of questions they used to ask when the girls were almost naked. And, uh, you know, it was a beauty pageant. That's it. It can't be both things. Let's start with you, Miss Finland. Your question is, you've been told many times that you are beautiful. What else would you like people to think about you and why? Miss Wales, no, I mean, and oh, that's something she can answer. And she's <laughs> like, yeah, OK, now you're talking my language. <laughs> I'd like people to say I'm smart, you know, something like that. Or Miss Aruba, you're very attractive. What are your thoughts on what I just said? <laughs> <laughs> you know, was that kind of here? Listen to the rest. I didn't mean to interrupt. A little about the thing that you have enjoyed the most during your visit to the Philippines. Oh. Miss Columbia, would you step down here? And your question is, you've spent almost two weeks with girls from all over the world. What do you think is the secret for getting along and making friends with strangers? Miss Aruba, of course, speaks perfect English. Your question is, if you have a daughter someday, would you encourage her to enter the Miss Universe pageant and why? May I have the Spanish-speaking interpreter, please? I would like to have you tell Miss Spain that her question is, if you become Miss Universe, how do you think being an international celebrity will change you? <laughs> Those are the perfect questions. That's back when I wanted to host a beauty pageant. I'd be like, Miss Finland, how was your day? <laughs> Please answer. <laughs> Miss Aruba, how many toes does your foot have? That's too too difficult. Too hard. <laughs> yeah, that's too difficult. I, th I think I the saw day, one. The day after Tuesday is fill in the blank. <laughs> I think I saw one where the guy asked uh, the girl, "What makes you blush?" <laughs> <laughs> Miss Sweden, how about this weather we're having? Please answer. <laughs> and finally, Miss Italy, do onions make you cry? Please take under a minute. I would have been good at that. Hubba hubba. I'd be like, Miss America, do you understand what you're doing to my penis right now? I'm hard as a rock. Miss Chile, do you prefer the sun going up or down? <laughs> <laughs> That's when I like that show. Now it's like fucking good. Miss Brazil, in under two minutes, please name your favorite animal and why. Robin, I have a question for you, and please answer thoughtfully. First of all, take off your clothes when you answer. Robin, what is your favorite time of day and why? All but right, that's too hard the thing for you. It's like, why are you asking this naked woman who <laughs> spent her whole life making sure she knows how to walk in heels, how to solve the world's problems? Who cares? This is not funny. what she was doing. She wasn't solving world problems. She knows about how to dress and how mm -hmm. to put makeup on and how to keep her teeth from sticking, her lips from sticking to her teeth when she's smiling all day. Miss Grease, answer thoughtfully. 
Do you fold your toilet paper or do you wad it up in a ball when you wipe your ass? <laughs> Finally, we'll hear from Miss Canada and then the voting will begin. Miss Canada, what is your favorite pizza topping and why? Anyway, so this year they didn't know what to what do. What did had they to... ask this year? Yes. <laughs> All right, I'll give you a couple of examples. This is Miss Mexico on handling the COVID-19 crisis. <laughs> See, this is the thing. <laughs> That's the problem. She's got the answer. By the way, she was hot. Did she win, J.D.? She did win. She did win. Oh, Who yes. was she, Miss Mexico? Mexico. Yes. <laughs> Excuse me, Robin. I know you gals find this gross, but we need to do it. <laughs> I know I'm older. It takes a few more seconds. Oh, you know, nothing's coming out. Maybe I should give oh, up. Geez, I'll try one more time. You gotta give up. <laughs> it's like taffy. The other day that happened to me. It didn't happen to me lately. Like I, really? Yeah, like nothing coming. I'm like, ah, fuck it. Not even a gas. Nothing. Your life at some point. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly. I looked in the mirror. I was naked, and I went, "You gotta get on with your life. You can't stand there all day pulling on this putty. <laughs> Silly at this point." Uh, at this anyway, point, you're just um, irritating yourself. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was a raw. <laughs> Sav. Uh, Miss Mexico was asked how she would have handled the COVID nineteen pandemic if she was the leader of her country. Yeah, here we go. Okay, your question comes from Brooklyn. If you were the leader of your country, how would you have handled COVID the COVID nineteen pandemic? I believe there's not a perfect way to handle this hard situation such as COVID nineteen. However, I believe that what I would have done was create the lockdown even before everything was that big. Because we lost so many lives. And we cannot afford that. We have to take care of our people. That's why I would have taken care of them since the beginning. Wow. Make her the Mexican president. Thank you, Mexico. Thank you. Miss Mexico, please explain quantum physics to the idiots in our audience. And take your serapi and uh, get it away from your ass so I can see it. And now, Miss Mexico. In detail, please explain why mRNA-based vaccines are more effective than traditional vaccines. Hold on one minute, Miss Mexico's head is smoking. You have 30 seconds, by the way, so please hurry. I believe... Good for her. They don't know what they want to do with this, so pageant you know well they're trying not to be pervs but they are pervs <laughs> yeah it's like yeah, and how I, can we make people think we're not pervy i mean in, i'm into honesty just i'm a perv i want to see naked women <laughs> with easy questions i don't even 
care if you ask the women questions. Why are you asking them anything? Because it's fun and, you know, then you feel smarter than them and everything. You could interview them about, you know, what they did Mm -hmm. growing up, where they go to school, something like that. But why do they have a test at the end remind, of getting naked? Remind <laughs> me not to invest in the pageant you're going to be throwing, Rob. <laughs> but no, I'm telling you, Howard, why is it now that we've stripped you naked, right. can you answer this question? To keep her out there doing something. It's hot. But again, you could say, Miss Mexico, where did you grow up? How, yes. you know, how many people in your family? You Easy know, let question. us get well, to know you. Yeah, like at a strip club. That's the kind of things I ask. That's like, right. Hey, it should be the hey, honey, same you... conversation. All I know is I go to a strip club and two minutes later they're like, I have three kids at home. I'm trying. I'm like, oh, <laughs> God, why did I start? Why can't I just sit there quietly and just get a lap dance? Uh, Miss oh. India was asked if countries should reopen their borders and risk COVID outbreaks to help their economies. Miss India. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. Here was her answer. Should countries lock down due to COVID-19 despite the strain on their economies? Or should they open (laughs) their borders and risk a potential increase in infection rates? She's probably like, what the fuck? Who is this person asking asking that question? I don't know. Don't you feel stupid asking that woman that question? Miss India, based on what you're wearing... Name a color other than red. Go ahead, you have under one minute. <laughs> what newspapers do you read? Give her a syrup. <laughs> Good evening, universe. Well, coming from India and witnessing what India is experiencing right now, I have realized something very important. That nothing is more important than your health of your loved ones. And you have to draw a balance between economy and health. And that can only be done when the government works with the people hand in hand and produces mm. something that will work with the economy. Thank you. Didn't answer the question, but thank you, India. Oh, why be a she didn't have an answer to that question. Better than me, probably. <laughs> I still you don't might know. As well, have stood there and said bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. bullshit I still don't bullshit. know if they should open up their borders. I'm not voting for her for president of India, <laughs> but uh, she was you. hot too, bullshit, bullshit. wasn't she, JD? She, she was, was super she was, hot. Yes, yes. There yeah. are many beautiful women in India. I hope mm. they survive. What's going on over there? I know. Well, she was in Florida, so she survived. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be the worst host I, because, first of all, I could, I couldn't with a straight face ask her, you know, whether or not we should open up our borders. You know, what what the fuck does she know? I mean, what does anybody know? I mean, even though she was actually from, kind of articulate, she was like, looking at what's going on in my country, I've learned something. Really, what's that? <laughs> I'm going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be the worst. I'd be like, can you answer that again? Uh, I was staring at your tits. <laughs> By the way, nobody watched the show. What was the name of the channel that had it? The Miss Universe <laughs> it's on FYI channel. FYI. Oh my God. Yeah. Where's that? Yeah, I think the ratings were too. It was me and JD watching. <laughs> uh, oh, then I don't know if you still care, but there was a final statement round where contestants randomly select a hot button topic where they must speak for 30 seconds, which is always kind of fun. Let's see here. Oh, Miss India again in the hot, the hot button topics. She tried to explain the importance of free speech and protests. All right. Yeah, let's see what she knows. Free speech. 
speech and the right to protest. Uh-oh. We heard you got 30 seconds. Well, she's smart. Right she already ate up 20. We've seen many protests in the recent days. Especially, I want to point out the protests that women have made throughout the years with equal rights. Until today, we lack in them. Because protest helps us incre- raise our voice against what's happening, against inequality. Cool. It helps minorities in any democracy to You're raise hot. their voice. So the protest is very important. But what's not important is when you use it. Because with every right comes a responsibility. So use it with power. Thank you. Is it, wait a second. Thank you, Did she plagiarize that answer? Isn't that the end of Spider-Man where he, like, is <laughs> the last one? <laughs> I could have sworn he said the same thing. Protest. Wow. Wow, what they've done to that Miss Universe pageant. No wonder it's on the FYI channel. Yeah, and then they, right. they also do these, like, packages where they're talking about, you know, getting bullied online and just all the mm. serious stuff going on in the world. And it's like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> I don't want to yeah. have some fun here. You know, some of those hot chicks did a little bullying themselves. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? They probably dated all the bulliers. <laughs> yeah. Don't I know? It's uh, so sad. We we as a species just ought to just end. We're just a mess. <laughs> Well, we're going to be over soon. I mean, as a season, so you don't have to worry about <laughs> we that. We are such a mess. I remember when Kavanaugh, the, the Supreme Court justice, was being questioned by Congress. They didn't ask questions that complicated. <laughs> I know. And, like, and he was going to sit on the Supreme Court. <laughs> they got to go back to easier questions. It was more fun. And, and, and like thongs. Yeah, what's this piece of cloth they're now almost doing a dance with? JD says it's a real bummer. You know, he's his, he's pervy. He wants to see That's right. That. He wants to see skin. Said the whole back was covered up. Miss Peru, please remove your serape <laughs> so I can see your ass and answer the following question. If you're happy and you know it, do you clap your hands? And answer quickly. Yeah, back, back in the back in the day it wasn't like an exact thong, but it was a little thinner, you know, so there was some sort of, you saw some well, ass Trump, there. Trump some was cheek. having, some Trump, Trump was having none of it. He even, like, he was on our show and he goes, listen, I own the Miss Universe pageant. You know, this is when it was funny. We go, you're going to see it. I'd say, would well, you see ass cheek? He goes, oh, you'll see it. <laughs> he goes, oh, if we have to stuff that fucking piece of material up at their ass, we're going to get it. Didn't Trump like go backstage and inspect yeah, the girl? Actually, he he admitted on the show that he could walk through the dressing room anytime they wanted. He wanted, and sometimes yeah. they'd be in the state of undress or getting into a different yeah. outfit, and they didn't even care that he was walking through. Is what he said. Yeah, he said because I'm the owner, and I'm like, yeah, I guess, I guess. That's and I true. said to him, "Isn't that illegal?" <laughs> <laughs> and he just went on. Be quiet. <laughs> no, he go. He was serious. He go. I have to make sure that there's camel toe involved in this pageant. I can I want this thing to be successful. Miss Denmark, please get into your bikini and answer the following question. Knock knock. Who's there? <laughs> go ahead. Miss Spain. Is London Bridges falling down? 
Well, you know that it is not. That is a song. Thank you. <laughs> if Peter Piker, Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers, where are the pickled peppers that Peter Piper picked? That's too hard. Good job, Robin. Yeah. What's the answer? I don't even know. <laughs> Miss Canada. Who let the dogs out? <laughs> Miss Argentina. In what direction do the wheels on the bus go? I believe they go round on round. That is correct. All right. By the way, I also want to remind our loyal fans that uh, we're running a special. When is the special airing? I think it's going to be next week. The the Stern Show A to Z. Anybody both... able to tell us when that is? Oh, who cares, Robin? Why why answer my questions? <laughs> my, my staff is like Miss Universe pageant. Nobody really knows the answer to anything. <laughs> Nobody wants to be nailed down. No. Miss Connecticut, Gary Delabate. <laughs> when is... I don't know, both. <laughs> well, then get in a bathing suit. Hey, how do I know, yeah. Connie? It's called Stern Show A to Z. And we're going to go through the alphabet and find show highlights based on each letter. I could give some examples. Like, we'll does, say... Howard, it does start next week. Yeah. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, Mrs. <laughs> Connecticut. Dulo Buki. Buki. Dulo. Dulo Buki. Like, for example, I'll say to, to Robin, I'll be the host when you tune in. I better explain all this, okay? Stern Show A to Z. It's going to run for two weeks, starting on Monday, May 24th. Two weeks of this. Um, I'll say to Robin, Robin, your clue is A. And then Robin will listen to a clip and she'll go, oh, that's ass napkin Ed. See, that's how you do it. That's how it works. Let's give an example, Robin. I'm going to, here, I'll show people how it's going to work. You're going to love All this. Right. All right. Hi, everybody. This is Howard Stern. I'm your host for Stern Show A to Z. All right, here we go. I'm your host, by the way. I'm Howard Stern, and our contestant is Robin Quivers, and, and we'll let Fred play, too. Why not? And even Baba Booey. Baba Booey can play. All right. I'm going to spin the gigantic A to Z wheel on our, you see, the 26 letters. C, D, ah, look at that. It's on Z, Robin. Now, here's your Z. clue. Z. Okay. Everybody ready? Who's Who's ready to win nothing? For no reason. <laughs> All Good. of us. All of us. Good. <laughs> All right. What letter did I say, Robin? M? Z. Z. No. Howard. You said Z. All right. I lost track. Let's spin the oh. wheel again. Get <laughs> Jesus I'm Christ. Z clue. I'm no Steve Harvey. <laughs> All right, Robin. M. 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 Okay. Yes. You've landed on M, Robin. Here is your clue for M. You're wearing too much cologne today. It's like very, very smelly. Let me tell you something. Hey, honey, every, let me tell you something. Every chick loves it. that smelled this shit. Yeah. And I'm not shitting you. I swear go to ahead. God. From strippers to regular chicks. To regular chicks. Love it. They go crazy. They for go it. crazy for it. All What's right. the M I for, I know Robin? the answer. Good. Let's Mumbo. See. I'm going to lock you in on a Mambo, and you're right. M is for Mambo, the cologne that Ronnie the limo driver douses himself in. He would stink and up the whole back office. 
Yeah. You know, they've changed the name of that to O de Creep. <laughs> o de Creep. All right. Let's, uh, Fred, would you like to play to give people I an would example? I enjoy it very much. All right. And then in the special, then we play you the clip of Ronnie with the Mambo. It's very exciting. Let's go to our next player, Fred Norris. Let's spin the wheel for you, Fred, and see what you land on. Round and round she goes. Where she stops, who the fuck knows? Uh, Fred, you've landed on S, and here is your clue. S. All right. You got your thinking cap on? S. S. Not S. S. You, have a, S. you have a beautiful S. You have a beautiful S. I love him. All right, here we go. Here we go. He was showing me that nature is important, that uh, this is a, a message from the universe, that all creatures are important, and that the impossible is possible. His back was turned. He slowly turned, and he looked at me right in the eye, and we were locked eyes for one minute straight. <laughs> what? Now, think about your answer. You, you might be tempted to say I, I, Sal, but it's I not have, Sal. I, I have three answers. One would be Sal, which would be incorrect. One is stupid, right. which would also be incorrect, but correct at the same time. I'm going to say squirrel. Squirrel is 100% correct. Good for you. Yes, Sal was talking about You could have had that. so many S's there. Yes. So yes. many S's. So little time. The judges say they would have accepted stupid as well. Thank you. Yes, but uh, Sal had a deeply intense connection with a squirrel. Just one of the many spiritual encounters that Sal has had in his lifetime. Okay, Gary, we're going to let you play. I'm going to spin the wheel for you. And let's see, D, E, ah, E. Okay, here it is, E. This is exciting, is it not? I guess it's not. Nobody's saying <laughs> I already have a guess, but let's hear the clip. All right, here we go. Here's the What's clip. the letter? Fred was I never know. your name. A e, E, Rob. E. Yes, yes. Gary has on his thinking cap. Uh, oh, I already know. Gary accidentally put on his gay cap. and uh, <laughs> I put on all my caps. Right, you have a lot of caps in They're your mouth. Pull it out of my mouth. <laughs> Here we go, Gary. Listen, Fred was never your name. Fred was my original first name. I just, I just can't believe, believe how bizarre you are. I hated the name Fred. Always have hated the name Fred. Okay. Well, I think. What does the E stand for, Gary? Well, originally when I heard E, I thought it was going to be for Eritrea, but uh, once I heard the <laughs> clip, I realized it's for Eric. Eric, our own Fred Norris, legally changed his name to Eric Norris. Didn't tell anyone about it. In fact, no one calls you Eric. Never to this day, uses right? it. Yeah. <laughs> on occasion, on occasion. Who, who calls you who Eric? Who calls you Eric? Maybe the guy from Amex or something when they're calling to check on my bill. Uh, oh, okay. Strangers call him Eric. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. We called him, from what I remember of the show, we called him Eric for about three minutes as a goof, and then it was back to Fred. Fred is a much better name for him. <laughs> Which lasted longer, Eric or Ophelia? <laughs> I think they both lasted the same amount. Well, Rob, know. you know, the strange, both situations were strange because Fred changed his name legally to Eric and then didn't tell anyone, so nobody called him Eric. Yeah, I got Robin came in. Old engineer. Robin came in and, you know, and, and, and made a pronouncement. I am now Ophelia, and I do not recognize anyone who calls me by any other name. No, 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 no. I said I was going by three names. Robin, Robin Ophelia, Ophelia Quiver. So you were supposed to address me as Robin Ophelia. And everyone laughed, and nobody paid attention, and that was the end of it. I think I was laughing during the announcement. 
Didn't you decide that because something like Oprah had done, like Oprah was like using three No, no, no. It was all the, there were three named people, Kathy Lee. uh, Gifford. Yeah, I can't remember all of them now, but lots of people now. Um, Lee Harvey Oswald. (laughs) Uh, John Wilkes Booth. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Robin, just think of three names. James O'Reilly. Yeah. So this wonderful <laughs> special you'll hear, and it brings back a lot of memories. And take a walk down memory lane with us. Here, I'll spin the wheel one more time. Robin, go ahead. This is yours. Right. Round and round she goes where she stops on the letter O. And here's your clue on the letter O. I think halfway through the flight, he wakes up and goes. And licks his poppers because they're all dry. favorite part of the story. And he goes. And his mouth is dry, and he goes. Oh, it's not O. I fucked up. I can't I'm sorry. There's the no number. Wakes up and goes. Oh, it could be O. I'm sorry. It could be O. I could make it o. answer. Can you make I it O? I have what an is O it? answer. Orange. Yeah, what is it? Orange, orange juice. juice. Right. Oh, very good, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, when you hear the special, there's no mistake. <laughs> I think this was the one I was going. So for. I drink some more of this stuff down. Mm-hmm. It gives me another half cup. Mm. That was A for ayahuasca. All right, never mind. <laughs> you can't do this. Well, you it, it, it would only help if you right. put a number next to each clue. But uh, <laughs> I won't blame anyone else. It's my fault. Anyway, you get the idea. That's yeah. what we're after. We're after what are you going to be hearing? All right. Fair enough. That was a lot of fun for me. I love to be a, talk- a game show host. It's so yeah. nice. How good to have Fred be a part of it. Isn't that fun? We all had fun. On our phone is a celebrity, uh, Tan Mom. How are you doing, Tan Mom? I haven't heard from you in a while. Tan Mom, who now resides Hi. in Florida. Hi. Yeah. Hi, guys. How are you doing? I was calling to check in. Um, it's, yes, it has been a while. I've been super busy. And um, wanted to say Hello. Um, I just wanted to say, also, I did my own solo song. It's going to be a romance song all by myself. Her own what song? A romantic song. Love song. Let me ask you something, Tam Mom. I love you. I do. I I, I think you're fabulous. But when you do these songs, do you feel they're good songs or, or do you think they're silly? Silly. Oh, okay. I didn't know you were taking this. I, you know, I thought it was kind of funny when you did the first song parody. And then even the follow-up was kind of funny. But it seems like now you're just like really. Like it's a career. You keep making yeah. songs. It's like you're the stone. Oh, no, no, no. It's just for fun. It's for fun. And people wow. ask me to do it because I'm always doing something with Adam. Like just do something and see if I can pull it off myself. So I see. That's like, you know what I'm saying? It's not like. Oh, a major career or making a business deal out of it. No, no, no. This is just What are fun. you doing? I mean, no. what are you doing for real? I mean, like, how are you making money? Um, I I do a lot of different jobs. Um, oh, really? I work I from home. That. What do you yeah, do? I, do um, I work from home because my kids are homeschooled. So. What do you do? Oh, I don't want to get into my personal life over the radio mm. like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, God forbid. Well, I'll give a plug to your business. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, I would, I would give a plug to your business. What is it you do for a living? I don't have to know well, the exact. I finally, okay. Well, it's, it's taken a while, but I finally hooked up with somebody that's going to do my tan lotion. 
and it's called Patricia's Secret, like Victoria's Secret. So finally, after nine years, I come out with a potion that's going to work, and it doesn't doesn't stain your hands or anything. Um, wait a so second. Yeah, wait a second. You're coming out with a lotion that's called right. Patricia's Secret. Yeah. And the secret is the lotion does what? It, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. The difference between mine and some some sun tan lotions is that um, it stains oh, your hands. Right. Oh, but this is your, like your lotion hand. stains your hands. Right. And no, you, oh. you don't look orange or anything. So, so in other words, I rub the I rub the lotion on my hands on your and then on your private part. <laughs> Oh, this, you're telling me, are you being serious that a company has put up money for you to to have a suntan lotion? Yes. And and you, you're going to rub this on your private area? No, no, no. That was just a joke for you. No, it goes on your oh. body, silly. It goes on your body. <laughs> your whole body, yeah. You could stick it down there if you want to. I mean, it's all like and why, you want to put I mean, it. I, I see there's a million suntan lotions. Why is yours different? Um, because it's me. <laughs> because it stains your hands? No, because it's me. Um, it's like my logo now will be Patricia's Secret instead of, you know. But that doesn't, in other it. words, that is a potential business. You, I'm, I'm asking right, what right, do you, right. do, That's not, what oh, do, you do for a yet, living? No. Yeah, what do you do for oh, a living um, with something concrete? Oh, um, I really don't work. Oh, now we're getting somewhere. Now, Nate, now, let me tell you something. I'm a little envious of your life. When you say you don't work, you know, at first he said you work, but you didn't want to mention what you do. Well, that's what, what, home that, stuff. That's not like, go ahead. It I'm sounds sorry, like you were, you were ashamed, but you should be proud. You've managed to live a good life and live in Florida and, and, and suntan and have fun and, and you don't work. No. It's fantastic. America is fantastic. Why even bother to put out a lotion? <laughs> to do something, yeah. I have to be great. doing something. No, I want to so, do something. Um, it's just something so you, extra. Is, like, so what do you do all day? Seriously, like, what what is your day? Like, take yesterday. You wake up. Do you have breakfast? Yeah, I have coffee, eggs, or whatever I make, and then right. um, when get the kids up, and the, you know the two that are left young, um, fourteen and thirteen, the other ones are all grown up. And then um, get them ready for school because they're homeschooled. Go through that process during the day. And then um, what do I do? I go to the gym. I get my eyelashes done. Um, mm. I go to the beach. Mm. Um, what a life. Hang out with my friends, go shopping, you know, whatever. It's unbelievable. You know, it, the guys around here all have a theory that I guess you have a parent that pays all your bills. Is that, the, is that accurate? Because it sounds fabulous. No, 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 no. Um, they they've always given me money. I mean, yeah. Right. But um, my I, I what I have, I got myself. It's not really my parents. How did you get so much money that you can just hang out? Well, got rid of um, two houses when I moved out here, and then um, my parents gave me money just to you know support me in the beginning, and mm. um, that's back and forth. Like you you get X amount after you sell and stuff like that. But you don't get In other full, words, you know, I'm, I'm not sophisticated like you. If you sell your house, you get money for it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. How did you buy the house in the first place? Uh, my husband. Then. Uh, he bought the house. All right, all right. 
No, we both bought the house, not just him. But you're like, how did I have more money? Like, yeah, I was married. Okay. I'll tell you, she should write. That's the book I want to read. Yeah, because I can't figure it out. Me neither. I have to work. <laughs> All I know is I'm, I'm busy paying for everybody. Sucker pays. And I'm the sucker. Oh, God. Wait, Howard, I was just wondering, are you guys ever going to go back to um, the studio, you think, or no? Uh, who knows? I mean, yeah, some in some way, shape, or form, but our building is still pretty much closed down. Is it? Nobody, yeah, nobody knows. Yeah, nobody really knows how we're going to conduct business in the future, but I think there'll be some sort of hybrid, some shows from, you know, from home, some shows from the studio. We were talking the other day, like, if things ever get back to normal, and by the way, I don't even believe what's going on because, again, the CDC, as you pointed out yesterday, Robin, you gave a pretty good summation of what the you know, the the guidelines are now the new guidelines. Again, I open up the New York Times and they went to epidemiologists, noted people who are really high level people in this field. Every one of them is saying you got to wear your mask, even if you've been vaccinated. And this is why right. you go nuts, because, you know, I, I get it. Nobody really knows. Then you read in Brazil that little children are dying, are getting it. Yes. Because and of dying. these variants. And these, all of these people, all of the real experts who, you know, people who do this for a living, who are top-notch Harvard people, this and that, they say there's not enough people in our country, the United States of America, who are willing to get vaccinated. And so I say tie these fuckers down and just shoot the shit into them. I mean, it's so <laughs> aggravating that we could be past all of that. We literally could not have any ambiguity about whether or not we should wear a mask. If everybody would get the vaccine, but they just won't do it because they know so fucking much. They, you know, they. And I know tons of people because of this confusion who think they're completely safe now without wearing a mask because they had the vaccine and they don't have to worry about unvaccinated people and they don't have to worry about, you know, crowding into a restaurant or a bar. And that's what they're going to do. Did you read about Eric Clapton? Like Eric Clapton yeah. to me is he's like one of these nut jobs with the vaccine. And, uh, you know, he's, saying, <laughs> he's claiming he had problems with it. And he even wrote a song with Van Morrison about they're trying to keep us shut in our houses. And and he's blaming the bad vaccine. He's he had a bad reaction to the vaccine because I guess yeah. he had some issues. But he, he's saying it's all propaganda. I was like, oh, fuck. I love Eric Clapton. What happened? Cocaine. <laughs> Cocaine. All right, Tan Mom. Anything important you want to tell us, or are we done? I just I wanted to always call in and check in on you guys, just to say hi and so forth. All right. Okay. okay. All right. Thanks, Tan Mom. Uh, when something better pops up, I'll call in and let you know. Yeah, no. Fine. Right. Call us anytime. We just sit here and we wait for your call. Thank you. <laughs> She's back in the studio. I can't wait to hear that song. Each song is... is Wackier. Well, this one she's doing on her own. She's not even going to have Adam help her. No. Why bother? <laughs> I can do what I want. Take off my clothes, which I wouldn't do. <laughs> <laughs> That's catchy, I'll admit. <sighs> yeah, Almost 28,000 people tested positive for COVID in the United States yesterday, and close to 900 people died. Great. Yeah, I'll, people I'll run. are still dying, but nobody cares anymore. No, everything's over. 
Get back to the restaurant. Right. Gotta pack them in. Trying to think what I want to do next. I could take a break here and maybe I think we have a little bit of time for some fun stuff that we had. Um, I could do the Mark the Bagger game. Gary, who don't you guys have some clean out the computer? We do. What do you have? I've got Origin Drops. Oh, I like that. And what? And who else had something? Jason's got um, my list. He's got a whole thing about Gary's list. Oh, I want to hear your list. Let me take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll uh, we'll finish up strong with a couple of things. Last night, I was up for like two hours, man. I fell asleep pretty quick after uh, watching um, watching Stissel on uh, Netflix, and then I fell asleep. Beth falls asleep like that. Then I wake up a couple hours. I got to go pish, and then I stay up reading the paper and get myself all back. I can't do that anymore. I get myself no, all No, you're going to get worked up. I was all worked up. It turned out to be nothing, but they were saying in Missouri they were going to have Rush Limbaugh Day, and I got fucking crazy from that. I went, you know, <laughs> that's a pretty polarizing day. They were going to declare it Rush Limbaugh Day, and I, but it turns out they, they voted it down or something because, what? for God's sakes, I mean, not, I mean, if you're a Rush Limbaugh fan, like maybe you get into the, into it, but there's a lot of people in Missouri, I would assume there's still got to be some people well, who aren't Rush Limbaugh. Well, why does the whole Limbaugh. state have to declare it? Let Rush yeah. fans have you? a day where they get together. But that's no fun. You got to irritate people with Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> that's what <laughs> Rush well, Limbaugh. See, this is day. what's wrong with people. They can't leave people alone. Yeah. Oh, I was just like, you got to fucking be kidding me. Someone's got to put a stop to that. And I guess someone did. Rush Limbaugh Day. Wow. And then I, I was obsessing on, I remembered this comedian that I, when I was a kid I thought was really funny. I wonder if he was funny. I got to look him up on the internet. Who was, was this it? comedian? You, you remember this guy. London Lee, the poor little oh, rich kid. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Yeah. London Lee was this guy. see him on Ed Sullivan and Merv Griffin and a few other shows. Yeah, and when, Mike when Douglas. I was a, yeah, when I was a kid. I, but, I, you know, I like to go back and look these guys up. It's like, you know, I loved Soupy Sales when I was a kid. Yeah. And then I had to go watch the shows and see if they were funny. Like, I wonder if... But I remember London Lee coming on TV on the Ed Sullivan show and thinking, man, this guy's a genius. Because yeah, he's he, funny. He, he did this bit where he said, I have never, ever paid. I've never bought a stamp. I, I do all my mail for free. <laughs> and he goes, if you want to do this, it's a great idea. He goes, whoever I'm sending a letter to... I put their name in the return address area <laughs> and I don't put a stamp on it. And I put my address in the main area and then they return it to they return it to you, but they send it to the wrong house. They send it to the guy. <laughs> and I, I thought this guy's forget funny. What a great idea. Genius, right? <laughs> Genius. <laughs> so I was like, man, Dr. London Lee. But I wonder what happened to that guy. What happened to that know. guy? He was good. I don't I know. Thought. He I... was good for a while. He had a run, and then he yeah. disappeared. The poor little rich kid. And I was like, what the fuck? I don't know. I, I when I can't sleep, I obsess on weird shit. Like I was last night for no reason at all. I haven't thought about this in so long. All of a sudden, I go, I can't believe how Casey Kasem died. That like, <laughs> I, like, like <laughs> I was just, you know, I was just like, I cannot believe Casey Kasem. You know, who was one of radio's biggest stars, whether, you know, whether you think he was up to anything great or not. I mean, he was counting backwards, but people liked Casey Kasem. And for him to die and have his family fight over his body 
And literally, I think for over a year, his rotting corpse was being fought over and nobody would bury him. And he was and they even said he was starting to, like, get gooey and, and like, uh, yeah, remember you would you give like a yeah, daily report yeah. on Casey Kasem. I remember the family protesting outside his house because they couldn't <laughs> get in. <laughs> his kids couldn't yeah. get in the house. And they were like, we need to see what what shape he's in. Yeah. Then he was and flown all around the world. It's fucking weird. Yeah, I remember Gene Kasem, Casey's like second wife, who used to be on TV. I remember her. She she was like this big tall blonde and she was fighting the kids for the body and they were fighting right. for the body. I was I was like Solomon, just chop it in ham and get the kids <laughs> half. Um no, but the thing that was driving me nuts last night, they go, They're gonna make Rush Limbaugh Day. January 12th on his birthday. And I'm like, well, what is Oh, that? no. January 12th is my birthday. <laughs> Why do you got to ruin my birthday? Rush Limbaugh Day. Yeah, we all take a bunch of Oxycontin and get fucking out of it on Rush Limbaugh right. Day. We meet in parking lots and buy Oxycontin from a guy who has it in his trunk. <laughs> and then yell about how drug addicts are ruining the country. That's right. Yeah. Hey, Ken, what up? Oh, Ken's from Missouri. Hey, I'm sorry if yeah, you want hey to now, rush. Hey now. Yeah, the, you're not going to hey have now. Rush Limbaugh Day in Missouri. I read it. <laughs> Thank God. I'm actually from that guy. I'm actually from that douchebag, if I can say. Douchebag's hometown. And hmm. it got so bad. He came. He um, When he would come here, he would actually, for some reason, claim that he wasn't from here. I don't know if he was because it was embarrassing. but Where are you from in I Missouri? It's a little town called Cape Girardeau. It's like right, right south of St. Louis by a couple hours. And what, he was embarrassed from being from Cape Girardeau? I think so, because I think later in his life he started claiming that his hometown was somewhere down in Florida where he lived or something like that. So, well, yeah, I mean, I guess he moved, but, you know, there was a weird right. thing when I was growing up. And I don't still know if this is true, but I lived in this little town called Roosevelt. And yep. Dr. J, Dr. J, the great basketball player, was from Roosevelt. He played for Roosevelt High School. Uh, and, uh, and, and when he was interviewed a couple of times in his career, he would say he was from Freeport, Long Island. And we used to piss off all, all the people who lived in Roosevelt. We were like, is Dr. J like not into being from Roosevelt? Cause he was a Roosevelt rough rider. What happened? He was our big claim yeah. to fame. And I don't know. I wonder what he would have to say about that, but maybe he was embarrassed being from Roosevelt at the time because it was Kind of a weird little place. Well, you know. I mean, if he was going to, that's fine if he didn't want to claim, because I don't, I would care, I could care less if Rush was from my hometown. It wouldn't be. No, I would say to name. Rush, please don't, please don't mention my hometown. Just pretend you're from Florida. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. We're embarrassed that you're from here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do us a favor and pre pretend you live in Florida. But it does say Cape Girardeau on his uh, yeah, in his sure. bio, yeah. That he yeah, I don't think he was embarrassed by it. He just, you know, he later in life he moved down to Florida. Um, it's weird. Like I've never real, I never when he was alive, I never met Rush Limbaugh or ran into him. But we literally our our homes in Florida are were about a, I don't know, I don't even think more than a mile apart or something. Really. Yeah, just never ran into the guy. Never ran into him. Mm-mm. Hey, to that dude who 
lives in Missouri. See if you could start a movement to get January 12th named Howard Stern Day in Missouri. (laughs) (laughs) I think that'd be cool. No, now we might wind up with Rush Limbaugh Day. (laughs) My fans could get something going. Do you want to play? Okay, look, we're, we're, it's late in the show. I can probably just say goodbye. But, you know, I always like to give the fans what they need, which is more. A little extra, a little extra. I do have a whack pack uh, Mark the Bagger game. I don't uh, I don't know if you're. Uh, we haven't heard from Mark the Bagger in a long time. What's Mark up to? I, I just love Mark's voice. So any bit with Mark is good just to hear him talk. And just the way he thinks. It's hysterical sometimes All right, well, when you find I, out from him what's going on in his head. I'm glad to hear you say that because you, <laughs> in this game, in this particular game, you Pussy are going to need. Awesome. Pussy is the greatest. That's right. You need to put on your thinking cap and pretend you're Mark the Bagger, okay? Okay. I got to think like Mark. Right. And by the way, you know jerking off is uh, is Mark the Bagger's thing. That's what he does most <laughs> of the day, yes. Yeah. He jerks off several times a day onto his own carpet. Like, right. and his, and his mother's all upset about it. And he jerks <laughs> up from the carpet and he lets it get hard. And, uh, it's, it's a, all right. We don't have to go into it because it's pretty gross. But we, we called Mark the Bagger. We wanted to know which celebrities Mark has pleasured himself to. Okay. All right. So in this game, Robin, and welcome to the game, I'm going to read you a celebrity name, and you guess whether Mark has jerked off to them or not. That's it. It's simple. You got a 50-50 that shot on that. There. Okay. Yeah. We should make these games meaningful. If you lose, you have to give me your house. I, you have to sign up for the top. <laughs> Wait a minute. No game works like that. And if it's you win. I win. <laughs> oh, if you win, you get to keep your house. <laughs> All right, here we go. And by the way, I'm going to give you a little hand because I know you got to start thinking like Mark. Um, uh, we asked Mark recently, what kind of porn do you like to masturbate? Just to give you an insight into his, what, what type of porn do you like to masturbate to? And here was his answer. When you masturbate, what do you think about? Uh, I watch blanket porn. I watch lesbian porn, pregnant porn. When a, when a, uh, 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 I don't fuck his pregnant mother or when two pregnant, uh, Two pregnant lesbians will go at it. Now, what about that turns you on? Uh, I just, I just love it. If you had your choice, would you rather date a black girl or a pregnant chick? A uh, pregnant chick. One pre- a pregnant black chick. There you go. That's like the trifecta: a pregnant black chick. I like the uh, choice though. Would you take a black chick or a pregnant chick? A pregnant black chick, I'll take. <laughs> you got to make a choice. How about a black woman who just had a really big lunch? Would you take that? <laughs> Meanwhile, he'll take any woman. You know that. That's right. He's been known to even take a guy who looks a little bit effeminate. But I'm just, I'm trying to go through the list. It's like black chick porn, lesbian porn, pregnant porn. And then it was like son who fucks his pregnant mother. I was like, oh, my God. He slipped that in. Like, like oh, <laughs> it's just getting worse. I don't know what his fascination, you know, it's really weird. He jerks off to pregnant women. I pregnant. Mean, yeah, pregnancy yeah. is a big thing for him. By the way, think about how weird that is. Like, could there really be pregnant lesbian porn? Think about that. You know, two le- lesbians getting together while they're pregnant. Do you do you really think well, that Well, I think exists? it's lesbian porn because it's two women. Yeah, but they're pregnant? They're pregnant, yes. Mm. 
I don't know who, what is, how anybody else but Mark thought of that. Right. Like, how, how does that become a thing? Like, some guy said, I know what we're going to do. Let's have two pregnant women go down on each other. It just doesn't sound comfortable. No. How pregnant are they? I have no idea, Howard. That's now an investigation for you. And what would a psychiatrist say? Like, how do you get that to be your fetish? Like, that's a very specific thing. Two well, lesbians. it's funny you should say that because when it happened, I said, now, you you can't even ask Mark the Bagger why he thinks he's into that. Oh, we did ask him that. Oh, you he did? Said, he had an answer. He said because oh, really? um, he claimed he can't have kids. He's unable. And so that's why he's into pregnant girls. I guess it's his fantasy that he could make a girl pregnant. Oh, boy. I think that's what he said. Do I have that right, guys? What the hell was that? <laughs> yes. Obviously. I'm right, right? Didn't he say that he he can't have kids for some reason? That's what he told Wolfie. And so I think he, he likes I to think see pregnant chicks having sex. He had um, a medical reason for not being able to have kids. It's that he can't get a girl. So <laughs> well, that was the problem. You. Yes. <laughs> All right, Robin, time for the game. Enough of your stalling. All right. All right. Because I really don't think I can get into that head. <laughs> You'll probably get it. By the way, none of this makes any sense. I'll give you that clue. <laughs> like whatever you All think. Right. You just think the opposite. Okay. And remember, if you lose, we're going to put Rush Limbaugh Day on your birthday. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. First one. Has Mark the Bagger ever jerked off to Beyonce, the very beautiful Beyonce? Of course he must have. Why do you say that? Because he loves black chicks. Okay. But didn't I tell you to think the opposite? Okay, no. <laughs> he didn't. You say no. <laughs> you think, yes, of course, he likes black chicks. So, of course, he jerked off to Beyonce. And then I said, that none of this makes sense. So, you say no. Okay, that's right. Okay. Yes, All I right. say no. Okay. I like how you think. Here we go. No, I, I don't like her. I I just I just don't think she can, she, she can sing that well. Oh. So you're right. See, if okay. you think the opposite, you're going to do very well. This is the opposite game. All right. Has Mark the Bagger ever jerked off to Betty White? <laughs> yes. Say yes. <laughs> Okay, let's see if you're right. Mark the bagger here is his answer. Yes, Golden Girls. I just, I like an old bag with white hair. See, now you're, now you're playing. <laughs> you would have thought that, like, you would have thought that, that Betty White was safe from getting jerked off to, but. Not, not with Mark the bagger. In his world, Betty White is sexier than Beyonce. And I'm using the logic you gave me. I'm just Good. thinking of what would be the obvious no and going in the opposite direction. All right. Since you're on a roll, what about Oprah Winfrey? Mark the Bagger ever jerked off? Yes, he has uh, done it to Oprah Winfrey. Well, but you're on some sort of roll, so let's lock you in and see the answer. Yes! I like a big black ass and tits. Wow. Wow, you are very good at <laughs> Rush Limbaugh Day is not going to be on your birthday. Thank goodness. Look at this. Xvideos.com came back with 525 results for pregnant lesbian porn. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't want to see it. All right, Robin. 
Taylor Swift. No. You say no. No. I mean, well, wait a minute. Let me stop thinking. Right. <laughs> and say yes. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Oh, she can sing and her body is amazing. She is so fucking hot. I would do a porn with her. Oh, my God. She is so fucking hot. I want to bang her so bad. Mm. Okay. Well, you know. You see, now you're thinking because you thought the opposite, because she's the opposite of a pregnant and black woman. Right. And, and, you, and you win. You blurted and you, out an you answer. You know, into first. big asses and so forth. But, right. And she doesn't fit any of that. No. <laughs> Rihanna. Rihanna. Let me not think. Don't think. say no. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I just not, don't like her. Yeah, you're doing great now that you're not thinking. <laughs> Every time I start to think, I say, stop that. Sophia Vergara. Sophia Vergara, no. No, no, I just don't. No, I, I don't think she's hot, no. Jesus, you're amazing. You have not gotten one wrong since you stopped Well, I can, I can not think. Yeah. <laughs> Mark the bagger, has he jerked off to Janet Jackson? No. Yes. Oh, see, I thought yes. Yeah, you thought you answered too quick. You were, you were almost perfect. Yes. Her videos with her ex, with her, with her ex-brother, Michael. She jerked off to a video of Janet and Michael together. <laughs> yes. Yes. He's not an ex-brother. He's still her brother. No, ex-brother. He died. <laughs> You're not thinking like Mark the Bagger. All right, I'm going to give you one last question. I'm going to see how you do. And then we'll end this mess. Has Mark the Bagger ever jerked off to Heidi Klum, beautiful Heidi Klum? Heidi Klum from AGT. America's Got Talent. All right. Try not to think, Robin, and say yes. Let's see. Yes! I think her accent is pretty sexy. Oh, well, <laughs> you sit next to her then. <laughs> Yes, beautiful Heidi Klum, he would. And, and Robin, come on. You had, let's see, one, two, three. I only you had nine. One. You only missed one out of nine. That's pretty amazing. That, that is, is incredible. I can't even believe the way he answered. Do you hear that? Yes, who's at the door? Uh, oh, it's George. George, come on in. What do you want to say? Howard. Hi. I, I must say that I, I don't support uh, jerking off to pornography. It's very exploitative. You know, uh, the only thing I jerk off to are old photos of Brad when he was fit. Right. And <laughs> He uh, was like a racehorse. Yeah, he was a thoroughbred, delicious, ravenous racehorse. Uh, right. I even got him a, a, a T-shirt now with his old abs on it because he <laughs> right. was so young and ripped. But he's still uh, so big that it's uh, very tight on him. I'm so surprised to hear that you don't jerk off to porn. That's insane. I mean, I would have figured you were a I'm big, shocked, big yeah. masturbator to porn. 
well, Brad is like a Greek statue. Well, he was, you know. Right, come that's what I mean. From his long runs glistening with sweat, with his gluteus maximus tight and ripe, like an <laughs> apple picked fresh from the tree. Oh, my. Oh, yeah, I'm getting oh, all worked God. up just thinking about Brad, Brad, <laughs> bring is... me my painting of you back when you what were is... in shape. <laughs> what, what, what is when you look at a dude? What are you looking at? His ass, his penis, his chest. What are you looking at him? What are you thinking? Well, his entire musculature uh, right. thoroughly arouses me. <laughs> yes, yeah. You know, I love admiring his his svelte physique. Right, Brad. <laughs> Brad, get over here! Come on, bring me that painting of you. I would love to lick his salty nipples after a hard workout. What would you like? Do you ever just stare at the painting and and then have sex with Brad? Like, in other words, you you just look at the painting and not the actual Brad. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I make sure all the lights are on and Brad has to wear a mask because it's too bright. And I don't mind at all. I just stare at young Brad. <laughs> <laughs> That's so insulting. I can't believe it. Such well, hard thighs and calves. <laughs> when, you're, when you close your eyes and you fantasize about Hollywood celebrities, you know I, I, I know, I know you love Brad and I know you're married, but certainly we all fantasize. Who is your, like, who's your go-to? Well, yeah. Howard, we, you know, I can only stick with Brad. And when I oh, say that, I, it. well, I use old photos of Brad. Oh, and I cut come out, on. I cut out his face and paste them onto Brad Pitt. <laughs> Technically, I'd still be masturbating to a Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it kind of humiliating, though, to make Brad bring you an old painting of him where he looked good? I mean, that's not nice. I would never do that to my. Well, family. they had it yeah. hanging right in the bedroom. Brad, Did you move bring it? me a time machine. And we'll get back to when you were fit. <laughs> God knows it's not helping you now. You well, know, he's refusing to exercise up and down those stairs. He's getting bigger. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Well, listen, thank you so much, uh, George. And, 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 uh, and, uh, well, that's it. All right. Very good. There he is. He's uh, George. Yes. Fun George, I mean. Still uh, Evan, you're on the air. Brad. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> ringing the bell. He's always ringing that bell, but Brad never shows up. <laughs> yes, Evan. Hey, Howard. Hey, now. Hey, hey now. now. Uh, you talk about um, listening to Trent Reznor and being a big Nine Inch Nails fan, and I was wondering if you ever planned on having him in studio for an interview. I would love to have Trent Reznor in my studio. I am a big Nine Inch Nails fan. I, we I can think plan all we want. They have to agree to do it. Yeah, we don't really. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what's something. What's Baba Booey doing? Well, I'll tell you what Baba Booey is doing. First of all, the directive from me to Baba Booey is we don't we don't really. Um, we don't want anybody to come in who isn't really excited about coming in, first of all. So we don't push real hard. I know most shows who are guest dependent push really hard with publicists and stuff. Um, we, I happen to know this, that Gary several times has asked uh, Trent Reznor's publicist if he would like to come in. And we haven't received a response that I don't think we received a no or a yes. So to me, I, I don't want, you know what I mean? I don't want to like be a nudge. 
If the guy's not into it, he's not yeah. into it. So, you know, I, I, I just fair. know, like, for me, too, yeah, like, I get annoyed if people ask me to do their show because they know I don't want to do their show. But when I want to go out and promote something or I feel like somehow being heard on some of these shows, I'll get in touch with these shows and I'll go, hey, here's what I want to do. And a guy like Trent Reznor, yeah, I would love to interview Trent Reznor. I think that's an interesting guy. But, you know, he's got to be up for it. So we we, we have asked him. Yeah. But we're not pushy. Like, there are some Fair of these enough. shows. Well, like, uh, yeah, thanks. You know, some of these shows are really guest dependent. Like, if you do late night television, your, your ratings literally depend on who you're going to have on that night. It, right. it is important. And so, and I thank God every day that I'm not in that position. You know, our fans, yeah, if I have a guest on, yep, they're happy about it. If the, if, if, but if we have days where we don't, like today, we didn't have a guest. Right. That's fine, too. You know, whatever. So we're not in that position where we have to fight over guests, but the, the these talk shows fight over the guests and they get into such wars and people hate each other. And it is incredible. Is it, that it, still going on? Because yeah. it always seems like when you're talking to Jimmy and Jimmy and uh, Steve. All bullshit. <laughs> they're talking about how friendly they are and that mm. they don't have any competition or feel competitive no. with the other guys. All bullshit. <laughs> they all, and they will say, you know, they'll be friendly with each other and they'll say hi. You know, that, that has shifted. Like they, these guys are friendly with one another. Right. But, but <clears throat> privately they're all like, you know, motherfucker, like we had so-and-so booked and now we're getting them second and I don't want them. And it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, I prefer my little lane where, like, my big celebrity today was JD. You know, and he was pretty good. Yeah, he was. He was funny. a good interview. If you understood all the babbling, right? <laughs> Tyler, you're on the air in hey Wisconsin. Hey Howard, I was just curious: are you ever going to have uh, Joe Rogan on? Powerful Joe Rogan. Uh, I used to have Joe Rogan on all the time. Joe is uh, angry with me. I would have Joe Rogan on <clears throat> all these years. I've, I've wanted Joe Rogan on. I like Joe, but he has a problem with me, and I know why. It's I said something to him in private uh, that that uh, when we when we knew each other, and he was insulted by what I said, which I didn't want. I didn't mean it as an insult. I meant it just as an observation. I thought it was maybe something we could talk about, but. Whatever it is, there's, there's, um, I don't even know if he has dislike or something from, I don't know, but, uh, no, I, I won't be having him on, but that's not my, that's not my idea. That's his. I like Joe though. I liked when he did the, um, where the people ate weird shit. Oh, yes. And, uh, the, what was that fear factor? Yeah. I didn't know him when he was into all this karate and, um, the MMA fighting. Well, I think he was always into it. It was just not a, thing that he Thanks. made very public i guess at that time yeah i didn't know it if i had known that he was you know that good with his hands and feet i wouldn't have said what i said <laughs> well i was just reading something about him today and it, it's always is his very successful podcast is how yeah. it's termed you know whenever you talk about joe rogan and his very successful podcast he was saying on his podcast that eventually white men will just be silenced because there's so what? much 
canceling of of anything white people white men white straight men say and so he's being called into question about that wake up uh, white people <laughs> let me tell white straight men the way it is white straight men run this country white straight men it's just like when you hear uh christians go they don't want to even let us say merry christmas anymore nobody's stopping you from saying merry <laughs> christmas and nobody's slowing down in terms of white men running this country. Wake up. But uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I didn't hear what Joe well, said. Well, I but. think he he feels that he's bending over backwards to try to understand everything. And, you know, still it's not enough. From what I read, he has a $100 million contract, broadcast contract. That doesn't sound like anyone's trying to silence him as a white man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like he's talking and, and doing Yeah, it sounds like he's got a platform. Yeah. White men have no problem with that shit. Well, I love all these groups. Every group is always telling you somebody's stopping them from doing something. Yeah, well, that's the that's the whole thing now. You know, that's how Trump became so popular. He basically said, you know, gee, we're all being attacked. Yeah. And I'm the only one who can save you. And I'm like, really, Donald Trump's going to save you? I know Donald. He ain't looking to save anyone. He's not into public service. His goal in life wasn't to go out and help people. He's a businessman who liked making money. That's the Donald I know. No business being president. Um, it's not his thing. He likes his name in the paper. But this idea of like solving people's problems, I mean, you know, basically if you go into government, you got to at least have the attitude. And I know, I know some politicians and they do have this attitude. Like maybe you could affect some good in people's lives. Like maybe you could, like maybe gov we can make government work. Now well, they must so be nutty. in a small major minority because I don't now know they are. people. Well, it used to be, hey, yeah. you know, like, like I had, uh, I've, and believe me, I know people want to tag me as some sort of liberal. I mean, my good friend, Senator Aldamato, who is one of the most staunchest, staunch Republicans there are, um, uh, Governor Pataki, uh, Governor Whitman, uh, geez, I, I could name so many people, um, um, uh, Rudy Giuliani, who I voted for twice. Uh, well, actually, I couldn't vote at that point. I wasn't I living in Manhattan at that point. No, but I would have. Um, big supporter of his. These are well, people ben. who then <laughs> these, these were big, these were people who were um, Republicans, but they were they were very into problem solving and making things work and run. But the business of government is actually a very dull, boring job. You got to really just sit there and just grind it out. And, uh, you know, I am really someone who is sad about the loss of the Republican Party. I don't believe there is a – I mean, the drumming this woman out, the Liz Cheney, that's nonsense. I mean, it, I don't even recognize this. I do believe that uh, Liz Cheney might go off and start herself a, a real Republican Party that, you know, is interested in meeting people halfway and, you know, maybe being a little bit more reasonable, not into the conspiracy theories. Not into hiding the truth about the COVID uh, coming. Not uh, into the election was stolen. Mm -hmm. Which is uh, really Bob. undermining the country. That's what that does. I was a huge fan of John McCain's. Uh, you know, I, I'm not a 
a staunch liberal Democrat. I, I mean, some of these Democrats, the way they talk about Israel, I don't like it. You know how I feel about that. So, you know, I mean, but I don't recognize anything happening here with uh, this whole conspiracy, QAnon, all the fucking, you know, invading the Capitol because you don't believe the election was fair. Just stop already. There were there were a ton of Republicans who are judges appointed by Trump himself who looked at this evidence and said, this is total malarkey. Let's get on with it. And you're going to riot. And I, mean, I don't recognize any of this bullshit. It's all nuttiness. It's all gotten crazy. And just be happy Joe Biden's president, because I guarantee you, we'd be like India trying to get that fucking vaccine out to people if we still had that mess on our hands in Washington. The government's supposed to be about making it work for the people. And that's what I would like us to get back to. Just start building roads and improving our infrastructure, getting us, you know, the best kind of cable, Internet, uh, Wi-Fi everywhere. That's what we need. We don't need to figure out whether there was evolution or not and argue about that. Yeah. Robin and I want to get back to finding Handjob Connie for you. (laughs) Worry about politics. Can't stand what's going on. So crazy. It just sounds like the world's going to blow up. Uh, let's go to Gavin. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Howard. Um, <clears throat> I wanted to call in today to tell you uh, how much you helped me. Um, I was uh, last year being in quarantine. I was the heaviest I ever weighed. You know, I was pushing three hundred. But uh, I decided to make a change and. In March, I started walking eight miles every day. Eight and miles? I lost Where were you going? So far. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, guys. I just listen, I, I download your show and I listen to it and I just walk. Wow! Beautiful. It takes about two hours. That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, and you know, just but, uh, three meals a day. You don't, you know, and, and calm yeah. down with all just that eating. Them. I mean, it's so great to be thin. I mean, you know that. I even watch these young kids on American Idol. A lot of them are really, really heavy. And I sit there and I go, they must be miserable to be young, to have that young body and to be so overweight. I mean, they got to get to the bottom of what the fuck is eating them up inside that they they want to destroy themselves. Uh, um, yeah, good for you, man. I'm telling you, you're going to feel great. It's so great. Well, he also this- did something that you talk about. He actually walked. He didn't get on a treadmill. Yeah, and and walk yeah. to nowhere. He walked somewhere. Yeah, you move your tuchus. <laughs> Good for you, pal. I love it. You keep going. You keep walking. In fact, I see some of these uh, people. They should walk across the country and not come <laughs> home until they lose the weight. Good for you, Gavin. About That's it. the way to t- about take hold of your life, man. You're going to feel great. What was that famous quote? Uh, Nothing. No, no food feels as good as. Being thin. I said it wrong. No food feels it. I'm waiting for the day I'd be thin. You're going to be thin. And you know what? You're going to go out and buy yourself some sexy clothes. And you like girls, right? Oh, yeah. You're going to be fucking like a madman, I bet, When you, once these girls see you. I'm telling you, I know guys, they lost the weight. They got good looking. I know what it was. Nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. That was the big quote. I thought that was great. Real quick, Howard, I got a suggestion. You should have a death come on for a whole day or let Robin run the show for a day. I think that'd be fun. I 
I'm in full support of that. Why would that be fun? Get what, I got to work now and he's going to sit back? <laughs> yes, tomorrow, Robin, you come in and you do the show. I've had it. No, we like doing the show together. Robin and I, you know what? I'll tell you about Robin. There are days I kind of know where I'm going with something or what I want to do. But Robin always puts an interesting slant on it. So I feel that I have this uh, give and take back and forth that I so enjoy. I don't. I suspect she doesn't want to do the show without me, and I don't want to do the show without her. So that's it, Gavin. But, you know, I've said to Beth, though, I have said, I said, give Robin and I the day off. Go down and do the show. Yeah, let her do the show. I could go for that. Yeah, she doesn't want to do it. I'm looking for it. Uh, yes, Rock, The Rock in Michigan. Hey, Howard. Can you have uh, Ronnie work with the police sketch artist and do a portrait of Handjob Connie when she was young? And then do a age progression to when she's, uh, you know, 70 or 80 or 90 or whatever. It's already now. in the works. Is that right? Uh, yeah, we, we, we did hire a, um, one of these sketch artists so we could get an idea. We're trying to figure out. Yeah. What we're uh, another question, too. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, why, what, what's the deal? Why can't uh, there be a two-state solution with uh, Israel and Palestine? Because well, nobody's see, interested in the other people staying there. You're getting you're getting into it. Like my statement earlier was, let's not even. I, I mean, I explained some of how I feel, but you see, right. it, this thing is so deep. the 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 people living in so called like Gaza are being forced there by their um, bordering countries. They need those people there. There are so many countries, Arab countries, that will are refuse to accept the people who live. In that area, the only way they can kill Israel and Jews is if they can keep this thing going where, you know, uh, I don't want to get into it. You know my feeling about Israel. I kind of said it all earlier. I'm too exhausted to get into it. The, the, the whole thing boils down and why the world gets so upset. They, they hate Jews and they want to kill them. From day one, they didn't want those Jews there. And, of course, if you start lobbing rockets into Tel Aviv, the same as what would, we, what would we do in this country if they started lobbing rockets into Manhattan? What did we do? They, they, the World Trade Center, we went over to Afghanistan and fucked with them, and same with Iraq. So, you know, in Iraq, they weren't even doing anything, and we went over and fucked with them just because we were so pissed off. Right. This is, you know, what do you think is going to happen if you start lobbing rockets? And what is the excuse for lobbing rockets? This whole concoction of this Israel was such a fucking wasteland desert. There's no oil there. There's no water there. And it's just driving that region crazy. It's because they're Jews. And the but world none is of looking it makes it a difference if you take all that other stuff away. They're just people. And That's if it. people would leave each other alone and say, you know what? We're all living in this spot. Let's try to make the best of it. But they won't do and what that. Did and what did Barbara Streisand say? People who love people are the luckiest people in the world. There who you go. need people. <laughs> oh, well, whatever. Yeah, don't ask me about that because here's the bottom line. Everybody's already made up their mind on all this stuff. No, they want to keep killing each other. That's what's really going on. I don't believe that, but I know they want Israel wiped off the map. Well, Israel again, if you can't go down talk a fight. to 
this other group and say, look, let's all live here together. And they say, no, you stole our land and we're going to keep doing things to stop. You wind up in this situation. Nobody wants to let go of the past. By the way, and and please don't write me about it. Don't call me about it. I don't think I could convince somebody who feels differently about this topic. And I don't think you could convince me to feel differently. So I know you probably got some great arguments and it's cool. It's just, you know, you know, you're not going to change my mind and I'm not going to change yours. So don't it's just a difference of opinion. Okay, so let's move on. And that's it. You want to know my opinion? I gave it to you. And that's the fucking story. Okay, Mike, go ahead. You're on the air. Don't write me about it. I don't want to hear about it. Howard. Yeah. Hey, now. Hey, so, Howard, uh, I'm just about to finish watching this. Hey, now. Just about to finish watching The uh, Sopranos for about the 50 millionth time. I'm trying to fucking understand where John Hine thinks that show skipped a beat or missed a a mark. It's 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 the greatest TV show ever, I think, and it never gets bad. There might I've be watched it. I, if you've episode, watched it 50 million times, I've watched it 50 million times. It is it is flawless. It is brilliant. There's never been a, a better show on TV than The Sopranos. I'm sure one day there might be, but that All is right, the gold standard. All right, I'm going to stop lobbing bombs at you two because it is not the greatest show ever. <laughs> Who, who's your greatest show? Give me, tell me the answer. Breaking Bad. No, wrong. It's a pretty Breaking great, great show, show. Robin. Yeah. It's a really great show. Yeah. But, it's no, got but some, it was not. Uh, there was some fucked up episodes. They lost so. their no. way a lot in The Sopranos. They forgot no. who these people no, were when they no. brought okay. in a new right. writing crew. And now you okay, got okay, I'll admit. You do the show tomorrow uh, by yourself. Uh, That's it. (laughs) (laughs) That that caller was right. How dare you? It was was weird when when Vito, it was weird if Vito that, you know, turned out to be the the gay guy on the show. It was weird in like the first season. Uh, no, it's weird that in the first season he was just a random customer in the in the deli, and and Chris like threatened him and he left the deli, and then like later on he was a construction guy, but then slowly well, well, he started just. Um, there you go. That's the only weird thing. Other than that, the fucking show. Right, whatever you want to sit and pick apart shows, we could do that all. All right, enough of him. <laughs> Who cares? Yes, Janet. I Janet told you, I went Florida. back to watch The Sopranos. I couldn't do it. Oh, I I do it all the time. I do it almost I every day. Do. I love it. Uh, it's not one of those things I can do, and I loved it when it was on. Wow. But I cannot go You're back and so it wrong. And that's proof positive that something's wrong. When you can't watch. <laughs> that's right. All right. Janet, you're on the air. <laughs> hey, now. Hey, now. So I wanted to call- I wanted to call in to uh, let you know there was a weird thing that happened uh, with a girl that I was, you know, messing around with in bed, and she uh, brought out a butt plug, basically, for herself. Finally, and a good call. Middle- <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. you. So you're a gay woman, I guess, right, Janet? Uh, bye. It was actually bye. a oh, oh, this is so great. This is what I needed. Stop all this other shit. Sopranos, Israel... Now you're talking. So what do you look like? Um, I've actually called in before. You uh, saw me. Uh, you had a few pictures of me. Uh, that the guys pulled up online. And uh, 
several people tell me different things depending on what my style looks like. But most recently, I've gotten Sofia Vergara. Um, it's wild. I'm about you five, look like Sofia Vergara? That's what I've been told recently. Maron. That, that Sofia Vergara, I've seen her in person. We had her on the show. That is some woman. Mama <laughs> mia. What a woman that you got a body like that. How tall are you? Five seven, almost five eight. Do you ever model? I mean, do you ever model? <laughs> I have, yeah, I have modeled. Wow. Like what? Bathing suits? Uh runway, actually. Wow. I gotta see another picture of you. I don't know. How am I not drawing this uh, imagery in my mind? Get, uh, Gary, immediately find me a picture of Janet. Yeah, we need uh, Janet to have a handle. Uh, we, I don't remember a <laughs> Janet. Hot Janet. Yeah, I had called in about a cruise ship uh, uh, guy that I hooked up with. It was a couple of years ago. And he yeah, the cruise ship guy got fired, job. right? Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, the guy, the guy was a masseuse. He couldn't contain himself <laughs> around her. She's, imagine he's naked Sofia Vergara. Sofia Vergara is showing up for yeah. a massage. And this guy went fucking nuts and they, <laughs> they, they found out about it. Yeah. Uh, Janet, because you're so hot, I'm going to ask you a question. How would you handle the COVID-19 pandemic <laughs> if you were the president of Mexico? <laughs> All right. Never mind that. Janet. Okay. <laughs> So you're telling me you've done runway modeling. You look like Sofia Vergara. You're five seven. What do you weigh? About one eighteen, one twenty. Oh wow! Perfect weight. You must be like a hard body. Yeah, I work out a lot, like five or six days a week. Guys must go nuts when they see you. You must get hit on it constantly. Yeah, I mean, I don't go out too much, uh, but Smart. before COVID, yes. You can't go out, Robin. You can imagine no, what goes on when you go. Yeah, I mean, it's a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> if I looked like that, I could go out. I'd be staying in the house. <laughs> she needs a so, bodyguard. So you were with a girl. Yeah. And is she hot like you? Are you one of those what they call like a lipstick lesbian? Like you look for other hot chicks? Yes. Definitely. Um, I'm more into guys, but every once in a while, you know, I hook up with a girl and she's, she's super hot. She has long black hair, uh, tan skin, also uh, Latin. And uh, who would she look like? I'm trying to think. I, I don't know exactly who she would. I would say something like uh, Pocahontas in a sense, but very, very pretty. You mean like Elizabeth Warren type? No. <laughs> Stop. You mean like the, the legendary Pocahontas? Yeah, like long, straight, black wow. hair. Or like you know what Cher, that sounds like? she used to do that Indian it, it, Like Yes, like Cher. That's what I was just going to say. Gary can share a picture. Oh, share a picture so I can get a little worked up here, Gary. Let me see, what, let me see the picture that uh, Janet sent us. Hold on, Janet. I need to see okay. this immediately. Hope I can get this right. Tell me if you can see this. All right. Gary, uh, give me one see second, it? Janet. Oh, yeah. Whoa. She really does look like Sofia. Yeah. No wonder you're, you're having all these experiences. <laughs> you got any uh, full body shots? That's just um, from the waist Hold up. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. But you can Thank tell you. she's thin. Oh, yeah. And look at her face. Yeah. Have you had any work done, like a nose job or anything, or is that all natural? 
Not at all. Not a nose job, not a filler, not not. Those braces. are your lips. You didn't do anything to that. You don't have to work for a living, do you? I mean, them. you don't. Oh, you didn't do those lips? You don't have to work for a living, no, right? I mean, guys, guys support you. Uh, no, I do actually work for a living. I'm actually a high-level executive. How can you go to work every day and without some sort of HR problem? Um, um, most people that I work with are actually uh, gay. So. <laughs> Oh, that's, oh, that's good. You work okay. in a gay environment. That's a smart move. <laughs> that's very smart. I mean, you can't work with heterosexuals. Oh, okay. there she is. There's a full body. That was very hard. I'm looking at a full body shot of you in like a pink uh, bikini top with the sunglasses and the long hair. And then you got like a little white. Uh, what are those? Short shorts? Short or shorts. Yeah. Hot pants. Like you wear the kind of shorts that like your ass cheeks stick out. Yes. Yes, that was on vacation, so definitely very, very, very short shorts. When you run around like that, I mean, are guys, like, hitting on you every five minutes? You know, they don't come up to me per se. Like, uh, I can see the look, but they don't really come up to me. Like, they won't, they won't come up and say, can I have your number or hit on me or anything like that. Man. But I can see or I can feel when I walk into a room or something that they're looking or staring at the gym. They stare a lot. Yeah, I'm losing you, and I don't want to lose you. Either. Oh, look at this. Now I'm looking at a dress you're wearing. Look at this dress, Robin. I know. You dress like kind of like stripper hot. Like you've got a, a dress where the whole side is cut out with, with. wow. You might as well be naked. It's a peekaboo. It's peekaboo. Yeah, peek <laughs> <laughs> Nothing peek about it. It's all boo. <laughs> Wow, you you. Where did you wear that dress? Uh, it was actually a charity event. Uh, it was like a black and white party or something like that for charity. And, what was the charity? Uh, you either wore black or white. It was for uh, I want to say either Second Harvest or something for children. I don't know. I don't you wore that for a children dress like that when you're raising <laughs> money for children. children. <laughs> I bet those kids no donate a lot there. of money. <laughs> those, those sick kids must have been going nuts. Oh, oh whoa! Look at look this shot. This. <laughs> I'm looking at a shot of you in a white bustier. It's like a t-shirt or a bustier. I can't tell exactly what it is. And you're Maybe bent over looking in the refrigerator, and the only light in the room is a refrigerator. Who's taking these pictures? Yeah. Uh, the, the auto timer. Oh, okay. Oh, auto timer. Good. That's even hotter. Like it wasn't even a dude. It was like she's just auto time. She's so hot. She's auto timing her. She's auto timing uh, her pictures. She's bent over the refrigerator with her ass. And that's some tuchus. No wonder you can have sex with uh, everyone. Well, not everyone. Does any guy ever turn you down? Since I called last night, so do, do any guys turn you down? Um, really single until recently, like the last two or three years. So, um, there was a one guy that I was very interested in, and he didn't want to. All he wanted to do was have sex, so he didn't. He wasn't interested in keeping anything well, else understand. but sex going. 
Yeah, but, but, that, but she, she doesn't like, get turned down. They'll at least right. have sex with her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so in other words, the answer is no. Guys, no. no turn down. Right. All right. So, so tell me what, what happened. You How did you went? You were in bed with a girl and a guy with this butt plug? <laughs> yes. Uh, just to make sure you understand. It wasn't for me because I'm not into that, but it was for her. She had pulled it out of a drawer and uh, she had, I guess, put it in herself and just to have it on, I guess, during the experience. And wait a second, um, back up a minute here. Don't, don't. Yeah. You just skipped a major part here. She's she's rushing it. Yeah, I. <laughs> there are guys jerking off right now. Slow down. <laughs> You're telling me you ended up at this girl's house. Yes. Where did you meet her? Okay, we. She and I met for drinks at a restaurant. And uh, the guy actually. What do you I mean you met been... for drinks? Like you knew her, and you said, "Let's meet for yeah. drinks." Yeah. And what are you I wearing? Actually when you her for quite some time. And what are you? And what were you? Uh, what were you wearing to this place that you went to have drinks? One of those little peekaboo outfits. <laughs> no, no, it was like a it was like a tequila bar, so it was casual. I had like ripped jeans and a bodysuit, like a lace bodysuit, and heels. And what's she wearing when she shows up? She was wearing a white uh, mini dress with heels. <sighs> Jesus, this is this is crazy. <laughs> I thought we were in quarantine. What is going on? <laughs> It was an outside bar. Do you feel she was dressed that way to attract you, that she had it in mind that she wanted to uh, have sex with you? Well, she's always been flirtatious with me, um, and I've just kind of pushed it aside, and I never... How, do you, how, is she, how was she flirtatious with you? What did she do? Like, she'd, she'd say, you know, we're around people, and somebody will be like, oh, um, you know... If she was wearing whatever, and then she'll chime in and be like, well, I would eat her out if she was wearing that. Like, she'll say something like that. She'd say, oh, I'd eat her oh, out. I'd go down I... on her. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She wants a bed. <laughs> How'd you end up back at her place that night? Manages huh. the bar. And hmm. uh, we were kind of tipsy, so he drove us back to her place. And we were playing, uh, like, she just invited us, you know, me. She was like, oh, we should go to the house. Wait a second, wait a second. We missed a part here. Some guy, you guys got tipsy, and who drove you back? The guy, the guy that we went, uh, the guy, I was saying the guy, right, casually. He's like, he's not one that you bring home to mom. (laughs) Oh. He drove you guys back to her place. Yes. He drove her car, both of us back to her place. Jeez. This guy knows he's going to score. Did you know at that point that something was going to go down? You probably knew. I had a feeling because she was touching my leg and like when we were, you know, laughing or whatever, she kind of would come closer and like giggle around me. I don't know. I felt the flirtation for sure. Mm-hmm. I've never actually experienced that where someone wanted to touch my leg, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> I'm just living vicariously. So you get to the house and how soon do they these two start going at it with you? Well, he was really for me because she was actually dating someone already. So I really did not want to get involved with that thing. You know, like if she messes around with my guy, 
she'd be cheating on her man. You know what I mean? So it wasn't, that wasn't the intent to begin with. Only women worry about this kind of shit. I'm like, I don't even know what she's talking about. Yeah, right. Like, like, let's skip that part. Let just tell me something. How do you, how do all your clothes come off? So, so we are, we're at her house and I go upstairs with a guy and she goes to her room downstairs. And then he and I are messing around and she snuck into the room and, uh, she started to go down on him while I was by his head. So I was basically sitting on his face and she was down there with him. Oh, so you went to a room. You're having sex with this guy. You're sitting on his face. She sneaks in, what, naked? This is a porn. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she starts blowing the guy while you're sitting on his face? Yes. And he's super tall. He's like six six. So there was a distance between the head and the torso. Man, I so would have come so back, fast. It would have been over in three seconds. Noise. This guy was able to hold on to his erection and not come with all this happening? Yeah, I mean, it was. we we weren't in there super long. I'd say maybe 20 minutes. Wow. And so, how did, so she's hot. She's naked. You're all Sophia vergara up. And you're <laughs> sitting on this guy's face. What was the problem with the butt plug? Well, then she has, she pulls out the, I don't know when it happened. I'm assuming it happened, you know, sometime in between. And then she puts it in and it has like a gem. Like, so it looks like there's a gem on her butt. Uh, Are you claiming that when she butt. was blowing this guy, she needed some anal stimulation. So she took the butt plug and stuck it in her own ass. Correct. I don't know the time frame when she did it, but yes. Jesus, boy, there's so many horny women. I mean, imagine she's so horny. She starts sticking something in her own ass. This is wild. So, you mean, she was getting turned on, and so she grabbed her butt plug and started to try to ram it up her ass. Correct. Wow. What, what are you doing? What was the problem? You said you're, there was a problem here. Well, the problem is that she has a boyfriend. Yeah. What's the problem? So she's cheating on her boyfriend with my uh, guy. Why do you care about that? Why do you have to ruin the story with that? Yeah, so so what happened with the butt plug? You said there was a problem. So Okay, so the problem with the butt plug was that it disappeared, and it was inside of her. So oh, I had to go in there and get it. Oh. <laughs> so did you make out with her or get it on with her a little bit? Yes, a lot, actually. It was mainly me and her, and... Uh, while she was doing that, like when I was down there, I did feel the butt plug. Yeah. And uh, so she then she would go down on me, and then we wait a second. And then so the guy I take it must have come, and then you two start going down on each other. Is that right? No. Well, he kind of pulled away and, and pushed us together. Yeah. And then we would make out, and then she was on top of me making out while he's kind of sitting on the side, rubbing her back, and you know, touching her. And, uh, so how did so you feel the butt plug in her? Where do you? How do you feel that? You mean you put your hand in her ass and you felt a butt plug? Well, no, she might have felt it well, through the other opening. Really? Right. Exactly. So, like, then she kind of got up. She was on top of me. We both sat up, and then she was touching me, and I, we were facing each other in the bed. You know what I mean? And yeah. then, like, as I'm going to touch her down there, I felt it, obviously, because you have fingers. You know, I don't stick my whole hand in there. So right. around there, I felt it. Were you, like, alarmed? Like, you were probably like, what the fuck is this? 
Yeah, I was like, oh, wow. And then I felt like the shape of it. And it was like, okay. So then when uh, he started having sex with her, I saw it. Wow. And then you probably thought it was a shit like, at first, oh, right? Wow. You were probably like, man, I think she's shitting in the bed. No, no, it was like, it was a hard surface. So it wasn't, mm. it wasn't anything that I thought was disgusting. No, it was, it was hot actually because it was really pretty. Yeah, she said huh. it had like a stone. Like a jewel. That sparkled yeah. in it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this is some lady. She's got stones in her ass. But <laughs> <laughs> nothing ever like this happened to me. I'm famous. I'm supposed to be having that. <laughs> Hey, I just got a note. Ronnie came in his pants. That's funny. Uh, are you kidding? <laughs> no. no I wonder if that ever happened I to know. him and Stephanie. So you're telling me. Yeah, so with how did Ronnie's you get... butt plug. <laughs> so after it's kind of like winding down, and I assume you had an orgasm from her going down on you and you going down on her, right? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Do you 69 or do you do it like individually? Like she goes down on you and then you go down on her. So it almost got to a 69 when she was going down on me because um, she was like on her side and I was I scissoring on my side. Right. So then she kind of pulls my hip towards her and we almost kind of flipped over, but it, it, it didn't go there. She just kept, she didn't want me to move at all. She just wanted me to stay there. So she's all she turned on with the butt plug up her ass. And then like when it's winding down, I guess she goes, shit, I got this fucking butt plug and I can't get it out. So you dug in yeah. there. Yeah, so I had to go in there, and I, you know, I get a manicure, and my nails are long, so I didn't want to hurt her, so I had to get the guy to help. So he ended up kind of, like, hooking his finger, and once he was pulling it out, it was, like, almost suction coming back in. So that was just very difficult. We had to put lube on her, and the more we rubbed around, the more we all started getting turned on, and we would continue to just have sex. Oh my God! And then and then kind of just leave it alone and not try anymore. Wow! Did you? In other words, as you're pulling it out, it became sexual, and you guys started in again. Yes, exactly. And how At long did this go on for? Like it was a a while. It took us like a good five to seven minutes or so to really focus and and work hard on you know getting it out. Because it wasn't, when I went, when I ended up seeing it, it wasn't even that big. So it, I don't, I guess that that was a problem. Could you please talk slower? A small percentage of my audience hasn't finished yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll tell you what, may you rest in peace. I know if Charles Grodin was still alive, he would even like this story. He, he would he say, you know what? He would have finally changed his yeah. mind about you. Yeah, he would have been like, you know, this is, this is okay. This Howard's doing a public service. <laughs> no. By the way, when I was 12, I envisioned doing this kind of radio show in my in my bedroom <laughs> where hot chicks would call in and, hey, you know Tell who's you listening? about their butt plug experience. Jeff Goldblum is listening on it, and he is so turned on. He wants to say really? hi to Janet. Yeah, Jeff, mm. hi. Uh, uh, oh, Howard, you've got to stop this. I, I, I can't stop coming. Oh, God. Ah, this come everywhere. All over my awards. Oh, ah, ah. And uh, my uh, beautiful piano, my jazz piano, every key covered with me. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Why don't you come into a tissue? Why are you jerking off onto Everywhere. your piano? Uh, oh, this call was so unexpected. I was just uh, walking around, and uh, suddenly 
Mm, explosive like a volcano erupting from little Jeff below. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you have a movie or something to work on? <laughs> uh, I was trying to, but this woman and her fascinating lesbian story is uh, salivating, and uh, you've got to make her stop. I ah uh, ah uh, oh I can't Uh-oh. stop oh, exploding. Oh, okay, stop. I don't want to hear anymore. <laughs> Marion from Brooklyn seems to know Janet and says she's gorgeous. Oh, yeah? How do you how do you know Janet? Janet and I hooked up on Instagram for a while back. Hi, Janet. And everyone's going to be so jealous of me, Howard, because she's absolutely gorgeous. She has a beautiful job. And I, my highlight of the day is maybe I'll get a pedicure today. I mean, my life is so boring, Janet. I'm so <laughs> glad you called in. It's great to hear you, and I can't believe your stories. And you ought to stick a plug up your ass. I'm telling you. <laughs> maybe you two could hook up. That would be kind of hot. Yeah. Yes, Chris, go ahead. And uh, Chris is in uh, California. Yeah, I just want to say, uh, speaking for all guys in America right now, we're all jerking off a lot. Good, good. All right, Janet, let's get back to you. So, so when you pull out, was there any duty on the um, on this uh, butt plug, or like there was just nothing when you pulled it out? Finally, nothing at all. Nothing at all. Wow. Jesus, girl sounds like she's on fire. Will you ever go back, or is it just going to be that one time? I think it's just the one time. Um, hmm, I never understand. Uh, that. I, I, and like, I don't like to plan things anyway. Like, if things happen, they happen. So the plan right now is no plan. See, I wasn't born good looking like you. I had a plan and plan and plan. Yeah, yeah. If you didn't yeah. plan, nothing was going to happen. Yeah. See, for you, shit just happens. <laughs> you know. <laughs> How come? Uh, how come you haven't settled down with one guy? Are you a pain in the ass? No, it's just um, I'm picky. I'm very picky and selective. And um, I I was uh, married before, but I've been single for a few years. And you know, the dating pool is awful, and <laughs> everybody is just fucked up. Yeah, that's what I tell Beth. I go. Yeah, you don't want to go up. back out there, Beth. I go, honey, if you ever have fantasies of going back out there, there's no, believe me, you're stuck. Being stuck with me isn't that bad. We literally had that conversation, so. It's really bad. Everybody just wants to get laid and just call it a day. So I yeah. don't really date a lot. So every once in a while, because I'm super busy with my job. So every once in a while, I'll go have a drink with a friend and something happens. But well, I mean, otherwise, these... I'm just myself. Uh, the, these pictures of you on Instagram are fantastic. Oh, uh, my boss, Jennifer Witt, she runs Sirius XM Pandora Not a Stitcher. high-powered executive. Well, yeah. She's listening. She wants to just make a comment. Yes, yes, Mrs. Witt. Uh, Miss Witt. Stern, whatever you're doing, keep it up. Subscriptions are skyrocketing. I love it. <laughs> See? <laughs> Thank you, Janet. My pleasure. You're, you're my dream come true. You're my oh, don't say that. Oh, don't say that. Let me tell you, back in the day before I met my beautiful Beth, I would have given you a run for your money. You would have been, you would have been finished off in three seconds. <laughs> I could have satisfied you. <laughs> I hope you can come quick. <laughs> I just get on top of you and it's all over. I'm like, okay, let's go watch TV. No, you're some good-looking woman, and you and you say you runway model. You. That's the that's the epitome of that's modeling. real modeling. Yeah, that's real modeling. 
I do it a little bit, not like a career. I just did it, you know, to to help a designer friend out a few times. But that's about oh. it. And nothing serious. Yeah, me too. That's what I only model. Okay. <laughs> All right, Janet. God bless. Glad it worked well, out. You know, keep us call. in your thoughts. Call us again. Yeah, good. Th- yeah, call Thank us every you. hour. Uh, good thing uh, you got the butt plug out of your friend's ass because it might have been embarrassing if you had to take her to the hospital t- for them to remove it, right? Oh, my God. I would die. Yes. You know, we were going to get it out no matter what it took. Good for you. I love a girl who puts her mind to something and makes things come true. What a girl. Thank, <laughs> Thank you, you for Janet. taking my call. Love That's you, a friend, Howard. That's a friend. who will keep at it until she gets that butt plug out of you. Yeah, whenever I get stuff stuck in my ass, Fred always stays with it and gets it out one way or another. I go, Fred, I'm a celebrity. I can't be in a hospital getting shit pulled out of my ass. Uh, Mitch McConnell is a senator. He's on the phone. Oh. Yes, yes, Senator. You know, Howard, uh, I have to tell you, I thought that was a very un-American phone call, really. I'm called for it. Uh, 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 I'm just kidding. I, I thought that was... Oh, that was really hot. I'm playing with my cock. (laughs) 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 All right. I don't want to think of him doing that. Yeah. What time is it? I got to get out of here. (laughs) I see Bobo was on the phone. Bobo, I'll get to you next time. All right. You know, he bums out. He likes to get on the air. He starts to get wacky and think that I'm ignoring him. Bobo has a hitchhiking story. Scary encounter. It's not going to be as good as Janet's story. No. Do you want to end on Bobo's story? (laughs) Was anything stuck in your ass, Bobo, at the end of your story? No, nothing stuck in my ass, Howard. But uh, I really had a a hitchhiking story that really uh, almost ended in me not being here. Back in the day, you know, I was in high school. All right, why don't you call me up? Back in the day, back in the day. We're just ending on a high, you know what I mean? So so we want the story, but let's get it on the next show, okay? No problem, Howard. Have a great one, all right? All right, right. you too, Bobo. Okay. (laughs) The next time, I promise. All right, yes. No problem. Yeah, back in the day, I got a vacuum stuck in my asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Back in the day. What day was that? I don't know. 48? Okay. Well, Robin, let's just call it a day. We did We did a lot of radio today. It's enough radio. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye.